Everybody keeps asking about uh, One Life, One Chance podcast merchandise. I finally released t-shirts and crewneck sweatshirts. You can go to www.h2omerch.com and you can pre-order right now. It's a worldwide international shipping. Sizes small through 5X. If you really want to support the podcast, it's the best direct way to do so. So I appreciate that very much. You can pick up that merch today. Thank you. Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I have a very, very special guest. We go way, way back uh, before we were doing anything besides uh, selling shoes. Maybe I'm not sure if you were selling, doing stuff besides selling shoes, but welcome to the podcast, Yolanda Ross. Yo-Yo, as we used yeah. to call you. Well, and we have a special uh, co-host here. He's been here a couple of times, but he never has a microphone. So Mr. Derek Green's here in the mix today. Thank you for giving me a microphone. <laughs> you, have, you have a voice for radio. Um, how are you, Yolanda? Yo, I'm excellent. I'm alive. Doing good? Yeah, I'm doing good. Glad uh, to be here. Uh, before we get before we get to my favorite show and probably Derek's favorite show, The Chai, we're going to take you back like I always do on this podcast <laughs> and bring it back to your life and how everything started with you. Um, you were born in Omaha, Nebraska, correct? Correct. And what was it like growing <laughs> up there? You know what? Um, to me, growing up in Nebraska, it reminds me of... Um, I don't know if you remember, like, on Sunday nights, there used to be, like, Sunday night movies. Yeah. Just movies when there were, like, three channels. That's what it reminds me of. It's just, like, one of those nice places that's quiet and the houses are cute. The lawns are, like, you know, mowed. There's a couple <laughs> of cars. It's just, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. You know? Just middle of the world kind of home life. So what was it like going to school there and growing up there? Um... Well, you know, I thought that was, it was what it was. It was school. Um, I mean, second grade, up until second grade, I lived in more of a city area. Yeah. And then uh, mid-second grade, we moved out to the middle of nowhere. So it was like, I was then in schools with primarily white kids. Okay. So, you know, we were the black kids at school. And um, it was interesting because... You know, you're just kind of thrown into a a whole new world, sort of. And um, you just, you know, make it through it. it. What's funny that I've noticed now when Facebook became a thing. Yeah. And you then start, you know, people start hitting you up like, hey, you remember me from school? And da, 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 da. It's like I only really remember the black people. Wow. From like second grade and before. All these different white kids from later on that you would see year after year after year after year, I just never really knew them. Wow. But knew who they were, mm -hmm. but it was like, they remember you, but you don't remember them. And it's like a sea of, you know, white kids kind yeah. of. Yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting thing when people would like hit me up and it's like, yeah, I kind of remember your name. I don't remember you. You know, it's just sort of Let me of pull like, out some yearbooks. Yeah, yeah, like from third grade. I just, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. Mm. You have brothers and sisters? I have three sisters. And so I, we're an all-girl family. Okay. You guys were tight growing up? Yeah. Yeah. You guys went to school together too? Um, mm, no. No, because, you know, well, the way schools were broken up, I didn't end up in the same schools as my sisters oh, at the okay. same time. Um, I had like two sisters, I think, that ended up going to school together. But uh, I was never in school with any of my siblings. Yeah. Were, were your parents strict? Yes. 
Yes, Mr. <laughs> Ross is strict. <laughs> yes. Very strict. <laughs> um, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like, you know, we were just like those nerdy kids. We just did yeah. what we were told, and it wasn't like, I don't know, it wasn't like we were out there acting crazy or yeah, doing yeah, craziness. Yeah. So, um, were you the yeah. youngest? Or where were you? You know you what? We don't need to know where I am in the lineup. <laughs> we don't need to know all that. Just know there's three more of us. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Next question. Because Google, trust me, as an actor, uh, it changes. So, mm, yeah. Were you, were you guys a religious family? No. No. Um, my parents, you know, grew up in religious households. So when they became adults, it was like Sunday was for sleeping. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, because it's like they work, they got kids. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, you're still doing stuff. Sunday, we need to sleep because we got to go back to work Monday. Okay. So, you know, it was like that. And, um, you know, we would go to uh, church like on holidays, like Easter, yeah. you know. And sometimes we would with our grandparents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I would say we weren't religious, but... You know, there was right and wrong. There was don't lie to don't kill. I, I can't even tell you all the commandments. So <laughs> I'm just like, I know those. I two. believe there's 10. Yeah. It's like, I know there's a, there's 10, but I probably remember like two or three. Yeah. Um, I would say for me personally, um, I'm probably more of a spiritual person. Yeah. Um, and I do believe if you can truly, truly, truly live by do unto others, you know, as you would have them do unto you. Yeah. I think you'd be all right. I love that. Yeah. That's where everybody should live. We'd be in a better place right now. Hell yeah. Um, were you a good student? Yes. Um, actually, we all were. Um, I was, you know, a good student, but more of an artistic person. I was the person in our family that just made stuff yeah. all the time. Very creative. Yes. You know, and all like in music and art, um, just I was just always making stuff because yeah. it just I don't know that's where my interests were and are. Yeah. So you um you graduated obviously. Yeah. Um, I actually went to school for. Well, you mean like high school? Yeah, or college? high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. And what was your goal? So like, what, what you want to do? <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, yo, this is like crazy because I've never said this out loud. You heard it first, exclusive. No, it really is, though. Um, I got it in my head as a child. I was 11. And I got it in my head that I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to meet Daryl Hall and I'm going to have a conversation with him. Daryl Hall and... Hollow Notes. Wow. You make my dreams come true. <laughs> That's amazing. I, literally, and I don't know what it was that got it into my head or how it got in there, but, <laughs> but it literally was like, um, that was it. Were you a big fan of them or something? I wasn't at the time. I mean, I was 11, you know, so. That's crazy. It's, it's so, it was so random and it was so crazy. And, um, but it was in there and it just grew. Wow. So literally at 11, my whole plan and all through high school, it was like, let me get all these things together because I'm going to New York. I'm going to find a school in the city where I think this man lives. This is crazy, I know, but, but it is. She wasn't even a fan, Derek. What? 
but you I, make I became my dreams one. come true. But but those songs weren't even you know, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. Hits. Come on, now. yeah, they were, they were, they were. <laughs> I actually prefer the '70s Hollow Notes, so I'll just okay, say that, too. you know. But um, I did that and. You know, by the time I got there, shit, he didn't even live in the city anymore. Wow. He lived upstate New York. So this is so crazy. But um, I met him like three different times. Like I literally got there, moved to New York, met him at Tower Records. And I was like, oh, wait, so hold up. I, I can't use this time because it's like I'm not, you know, he's just going to look at me as a, as a fan. I just got here and I don't have anything to really say just yet. So wow, th- that wasn't the time I met him again. Like, I don't know, sometime like 93, maybe, uh, in a, in a Sasha London's that I worked at and then in Nana. Okay. So in Nana, when he came in, this was like maybe 95 or so. Yeah. Um, he came in and I was up in the office with Danica and Christine. They were and they, you know, and they knew I liked all the notes. And it was yeah. like Daryl Hall's downstairs. I was like, what? You know, and he's like, <laughs> you know, cause like the way that was like, um, the office was up. You can see it on everything. Yeah, 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 you could look down on yeah. the whole store. So I was like, you know, peeking over, looking down. And I was like, oh shit, he's here. Okay, get out there. And you never like go down there and go talk to him. Go help him with some shoes. Of course, we didn't have his size, size Damn. eleven. He wanted some red oxblood, um, yeah. you know, Doc Martens, and we were always out of sizes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me get your information. <laughs> so um, perfect. <laughs> no, it was totally perfect. Your address too, please. Yeah, on your number. <laughs> so I got all the information and talked to his assistant. And that's who I really kept in contact with. Yeah. And so at that point, like we became what? friends and then I started going upstate, you know, upstate New York and hanging out and became friends with them. Like all of, all of the crew of Hall and Oates. Holy and crap. It was, it was bananas. So we actually had, but I also wasn't acting at that point. So yeah. I really didn't want to have that conversation yet. Okay. I didn't have that conversation until like 2006. Seven, I think it was. It's so were you in contact with him after he came to Nana? Yeah, yeah. Did he remember meeting you before? Um, no, because before it was, it was just, just like, like and greet type shit. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, and the other place I was helping him wear a pair of shoes, but I didn't, I didn't talk to him at all. You didn't say I was the one to mention yeah. before. Yeah. No, it, it was after you nervous? this. When we did have the conversation, we had already known each other okay. for a while because I had been going up there and hanging out. You've been stalking them and stuff, yeah. <laughs> no, but it wasn't even stalking, which is so weird because this is incredible. By the way, it's an insane story. I love no, it. No, but it, it, yeah, it is. It is crazy, and it's one of those things where you know, because he invited me to. Um, I was at when they got the not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, there's a thing uh, writers and. It's like when when writers um, get awards for something. I forget okay. what it's what the you know the award show I thing was called. About. But I was there, you know, at their table then, and, and Willie Nelson came by, and I was like, ooh, you know, wow. Willie Nelson looked he looked good. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I was just like, okay, this old man. It, but he looked, you know, he was cool and whatever. But that's so off track what I doesn't just matter said. though. No, I don't know. Why. <laughs> so off track. But um, the fact that you said you wanted to go there and like meet him and then it actually happened like you put that out there like you yeah but like <laughs> i feel 
I can make things happen. Yeah. You know, um, and at that point, you know, when I went to the awards show with them, I had started acting or no, I'd done just a couple things. Okay. Um, but then, um, when we had the conversation like 2007, at that point I was who I am now. Yep. And when I look back on how the whole thing got in my head and why I'm here, because it was never a, Ooh, he's sexy or Ooh, I like him. It's like, I have to have this conversation. Yeah. And so it, when I look back on it in that way, I feel he was used as the catalyst to get me on this journey to get pretty here. awesome. I, I mean, inspiration. Yeah. Motivation. Well, but like he was the thing that was used in life, in my life, yeah. because I feel like all the things that I've been through in life would seem like a bunch of different lives have gotten me to where I am, where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So it's like paying attention to signs. It's listening to things. It's acting on things that you know might not make sense to you but you do it and that's one of those things where you know literally if he lived in japan i'd be a japanese speaking black girl you know it's like i was just gonna make that happen period but i think he was used to get me to get me on my journey of life and does he know that i told it to him in some ways you know um and it was like crazy because we were like up all night talking like like all night wow, talking man. and the conversation went, it, it, it hit everything. And he even talked about how kind of, you know, he's just, we're having this conversation and it's all over the place and it wasn't anything he expected. And it was like, you know, it was kind of like what I knew was going to happen, Yeah. but it's also kind of a surreal situation when you're looking at this person like right here and now you're finally with him talking to him you're like a, a little kid yeah. but also a grown woman and wow. it's like it was it was just like a weird night a yeah. weird interesting night and that part of me got out so it's like i accomplished that and i've already moved into other things but yeah that thing had to happen and um and it did it's pretty amazing man like you know, you know, you inspire people when you make music to do do different things, change their lives, or like just everything. But to, for you, it made you like leave the nest and come to New York and kind of follow your dreams and find them and follow your dreams. It's- mm-hmm. But that's why I say, like, I feel you know, the world, God, whoever put him in my, you know, in in front of me yeah. to get me to you know, because it I don't understand any other reason why. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like it was... You were a big fan. And and the song that did it was Wait For Me. Wait For Me. Okay. Um, I probably know, but I still know. It's it's like a late 70s song. Okay. Wait For Me, Wait For Me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, and it's like, I was going to sing it, and I was like, no. But you make my dreams come true. That's crazy. But, But that's like, you know, and that's after. I know. And, you know, Sarah Smile was one. I mean, all these songs were already out, but it was Wait For Me that did it. That's crazy. That guy, like, pretty much put you on the path without even knowing it. It's Mm -hmm. so weird. I don't even know the guy. It's a stranger. And you become friends later on, though, after your journey started. You know what I mean? Crazy, crazy, crazy. Wow. So besides that, what inspired you to become an actress? Like, is it something you thought about in high school? No. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I mean, I'm pretty shy as a person. Yeah. Um, music and like all of that is in me and I love performing. I yeah. love singing. I don't particularly like being in front of people as me though. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean it's it's it that's hard. So uh-huh. I you know to think of myself as far as, as getting in front of people and acting, I was like, mm, cuz I, I mean I couldn't even do classes. So, you know, it's just like I don't want people talking about me. I don't want people, you know, talking <laughs> shit. It's just like, I, mm. yeah. but when it happens, you know, when I got to do my first thing, which was New York Undercover. Yeah. Um, I was still at Nana. Malik Yoba. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He used oh, to come yeah, through. Yeah. Out all the time. Right? Yeah. You know? I see him all the time. Um, he was I out and about, the, right? Yeah. 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 New York. New, uh, but, but we were all like, around yeah. you know um that opened up something in me and i mean because like i had been in the fashion business for a while and it yeah. was boring to me it was getting boring um yeah. and i needed something else because it's like i just feel like when you start getting bored with anything you have to move on totally. otherwise you're gonna just start messing up but um that came about and when I was working on the part, there was something waking up in me that I was like, this is interesting, okay. you know? So I was learning something. So that was cool. And then, um, you know, uh, it was like four years, well, Nana closed and um, Stranger Inside came through and okay. I got that. And that really cemented it for me because it was like I was becoming other people. And, yeah. you know, when you spend a month being somebody else, it's like, there's all these things that kind of wake up in you or you learn about yourself. And I learned that, you know, I learned a lot about myself. There was part, there were parts of me that, you know, came through in that character that I was like, I didn't even realize were there. Yeah. You know? So, um, cause I feel at that point, emotion wise, I was still somebody that kind of kept things, under wraps completely yep. and didn't utilize a lot of my emotions when it came to then becoming somebody else you bring and those them, emotions out right it was crazy yeah it was bananas to me because there was stuff i never even used felt or anything like that mm. so i felt like when that happened my emotions became real um they're on my sh- like they're out there yeah like, i feel stuff i've and you never I, felt before. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I take in I take in people's energy and yeah. and I feel to me that's something that helps create characters, become other people. Um and it's you know, I, I don't know. That's what I feel these days. I just I am a very emotional person, um, to me some too. degree. Yeah, and you weren't before that. Before you started acting. You kept things inside. Yeah, I kept things inside. That's yeah. Right now, I'm just like you will get, <laughs> you will get whatever I feel, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I don't have a problem with it now. Yeah. But um, but at the same time, I, you know, even when saying that, I feel like I feel like Plato kind of because like I feel like Yolanda is still just like this, you know, like little bundle of clay waiting to be rolled into somebody else mm-hmm. and be made into somebody yeah. else. So, you know, I feel that's a good thing because I also feel like I'm not putting um, 
any color on my characters. You know, yeah, they come through pure. I love that. Did so, any of the uh, directors okay. have any help in developing your emotions to come out? Were they helpful in that way in certain characters trying to give you direction or? Or was it something you just came to from yourself? I I don't feel like directors like helped form emotion. I feel like that came it, it's the characters coming through. I mean, right. to me it's the characters coming through. It's what's on the page. Mhm. And, you know, and giving the director everything they're looking for. Okay. I feel like with the directors I've worked with, it's been more or less guiding, you know, like more of this or more of that, or let's try this to have a different color, like that kind of thing. But we come with the work done. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so is that nerve wracking? Your first show as New York Undercover? Mm-mm. Because that was a pretty big show, I remember. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. It was cool, you know. Yeah. And um, I see our episode. Evander Holyfield was in it too. Wow. So that was, you know, it was like wow. But um, <laughs> it was interesting because you know I got all my um, stereotypes knocked out. I was pregnant. I was a crackhead, and I got shot all in the Jesus. same character. So um, and same episode. But one thing that was so crazy to me was my character was smoking crack, right? And I had no idea how to hold the pipe. I'm just wow. like, you know, the director could see it. <laughs> and he was like, you know, I hate to say this, you know, um, but let me help you. I, I used to. And I was like, oh. oh and then, then I had somebody else like, oh, oh, okay, well, thanks, guys. But yeah, like, you know, wow. just like little things like that. I it, it's the industry is interesting. I mean, we're real people. Yeah. And what did you do before that acting advice? Was did something happen before that? Before, Mm-mm. wow, was the first one. That was the first one. Wow. Yeah, that was the first one. That was the first one. So I was like, <laughs> you know, um, it was I, it was just really interesting to me. Yeah. You know, even just breaking down the script where I was learning how I do things, and um, if you ever see any of my scripts, they kind of look like sheet music because okay. you know I grew up in music so yeah. i will break break down a script like a piece of music so that because i mean i mean i feel like your voice your cadence all of that stuff it's is smart. it's timing it's mm-hmm. you know i know my repertoire as far as music so i know certain songs certain notes when they come out of me yeah. will get certain emotions out yeah. and i feel like when i can break a script down like that it helps me um stay in the right emotion, mm-hmm. you know, that I want for this part or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So why not music? Why, why did you go for that? You know what? I, I, I did. Um, I did a little bit uh, because I went to, um, I had gotten a band together, a jazz band. Nice. Yeah, it, but it's hard keeping people together. Yeah, it is You know, sure. um, we were playing at Match on, um, was it? Sp- not Sp- no, not uh, what Mercer. Mercer Street. Mercer yes, Street. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> um, and you know, it's just it's hard. Like I don't want that job of keeping a band together. Yeah. I have no problem going in and singing on somebody's stuff or showing up and singing. And, yeah. You know, 
and just being responsible for me, but being responsible to get other people together when they're people that work with it's other bands. Yeah. A lot of personalities, everything. Yeah, and it's just like, that's just not my thing. Um, I would love to sing more. Um, it was just not something that I really liked doing as far as the whole getting everybody yeah. together. Uh, I, you know, I actually wrote a song for... Um, Antoine Fisher. Oh, wow. For the soundtrack, man. But they didn't end up using it. So it's like, I do love to write music yeah, awesome. and sing and do all that. But I just, but, you know. And how'd you learn that? That was something your whole family was into music? No. Well, you know what? My dad had all of us playing instruments. Okay. And I was in marching band um, at school. So. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm a musical person. Yeah. So, um, and I do love to sing and I've always loved singing. So, um, Yeah. That's awesome. I so like when it. you left school, where did you go to college at? I went to this school in New York called Toby Coburn. Oh, so you went right from there to New York. Okay. I wasn't waiting. I had to get to Daryl Hall. <laughs> I know. Come on. Daryl Hall University. Yeah. <laughs> so you went there. What was your major? Uh, fashion merchandise. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. You feel that. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because, you know, I didn't know of um, FIT. I wish I FIT, had. yeah, that's right. But, um, yeah, I went to that school for fashion business. Did you have friends in New York or anything? I didn't know anybody. Wow. It's a no, big no, move. No. So you, what, you're 18 or something? 17. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you went there? You lived in a dorm there? Was there were dorm? no dorms. She's went New to York. New York. Yeah. Wow, man. You were on a mission. I was like, dude, I told you. <laughs> I do not play around. It's like, so nah. by yourself, too, had you been in New York City before that? Uh, we came to look at the school okay. like... I guess like the year before, two yeah. years before or something. Because but Nebraska to New York is like a massive change. <laughs> massive. But you know what? Like if you aren't, if you don't have expectations, True. you just go open, you know? Yeah. So it was just a different place to learn. You know, mm -hmm. even just like coming here to LA, you yeah. know, um, I now know LA really well. And, but you know, when I first started coming out here, it's like, I didn't, I only knew the West side. I know mm -hmm. it's like, it was like Columbus. Like when I went to the East side, Oh, oh it's not flat. It, you know, it doesn't stop at La Brea. Yeah. LA. Yeah. It's like, there's a whole other world on the True. East side. So yeah, I learned, um, you just learn new places. Yeah. That's the same thing about New York. Like when I lived in New York, I never, I never went past like 23rd street. I was downtown. And then when I go back to visit, I would stay at my friend's apartment on the Upper West Side in the 70s. I was like, wow, this is like, a whole other it's a whole world. world up here. And this is New York City. This is so different yeah. than downtown. Well, yeah, that is funny because, like, you know, even living there, I don't really wander up above 23rd Street that often. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, I do have friends up in Inwood. Like, my best friend lives in Inwood. So it's like, I'll go up there. But I also kind of lived in Brooklyn for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, um, it is funny the areas like I I don't like the east side, okay of Manhattan. Yeah, it's like I'm a west side person. <laughs> Something about the streets just get small and tiny and cramped, and mm. it drives me crazy being over there. It just seems like there's so many people, yeah. and I feel like on the west side there's just more space to move Spaced around out. on yeah. the sidewalks and stuff. So you moved to New York at 17 years old. You're in New York City, and you're going to, and you're going to college. Mm -hmm. And was that a scary mission at first or no? Mm mm. It no. seems like you were focused, like what you wanted to was from the focused. <laughs> well, I was focused and I just, you know, it was just open. Yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, if you don't have a bunch of negative thoughts or 
it's just something to learn. I mean, it was a bit lonely because you yeah. don't know anybody. But at the same time, I was never somebody that was out partying or hanging with mm-hmm. people. I was always kind of alone. So it it was really no different. Did you ever party before? Did you ever party before that growing up? Mm-mm. Maybe tried drugs and shit like that Mm-mm. when you were young. Wow. Not at all. That's Not awesome. All. No, I mean, we just, it just wasn't something we did, so. There was no pressure at school, none of that stuff back then. I don't think people were pressuring the black kids. Mm. <laughs> you know, I really don't, yeah, it's like, hey, right, come on, smoke this. Like, no. Yeah, I was lucky if anybody talked to you, so no. So you really hadn't tried anything or parties before you moved to New York? Mm-mm. And you're 17, now you're in New York. No, what? and you know what? I learned about alcohol when I became, uh, after Nana, Okay. Um, when I became a bartender. Wow. You know, so I learned alcohol and I appreciate it. I appreciate tasting it. Okay. Um, and making <laughs> things, you know, it's like you, you know, have an understanding. Of, of yeah. What was your first job in New York? Strawberries. I, I worked at Strawberries at a store, ladies clothing store. Did you learn a lot in college? Like, I don't know. Did I you mean, get out of what you thought you were going to get out of it? time <laughs> time to find out where Daryl Hall is yeah that's... um <laughs> yeah I uh I you know yeah I guess so I mean it was interesting because uh I, I don't know what I got out of it I don't nah, know what yeah. I, got. I mean I really wanted to get to New York and I always figured just like I still figure with acting once you get into it, that's when you learn. Whatever these jobs are, you learn on the job because yeah. every place is different. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. So, so what year you start working at Nana? Hmm. Ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Maybe earlier than that because I think I left in ninety three. Really? Yeah, because my band started in ninety four. No, no, you were still there during the band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Dude, I still got my HTO shirt. You H2O definitely were there, dude. You were designing yeah. the, the t-shirts, the t-shirts and, stuff. and everything. When oh I yeah. Totally right, remember right, that. Right. Going to <laughs> was it Kinko's and getting or, or somewhere because Water like shirt. I have like a little short one. Wow, man. That you made and it was like and wait a minute, but check this out. You were playing somewhere and you had this Rasta hat. You did and. And it had like braids attached to it, oh, and I was like, "What? Well, yeah!" I'm like, "What is this? Okay." Because <laughs> I had a shave tab because it was some of oh it was a... my god. So I don't know funny. If we'd still be friends if I saw <laughs> that, bro. All right, so <laughs> so here's the deal, everybody listening. I worked at Nana Shoes in uh, Manhattan in Soho on Prince Street with Yolanda. She was my boss, and Derek Green worked across the street at uh, Fat Farm, and he was the security guard outside. No, right? was it? You you went outside sometimes. No, I was just hanging just out. Like, with yeah, you. just hanging out. <laughs> so like Derek Shaw was the hangout front of the show. I was the assistant job. manager. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> actually. <laughs> okay, so Derek, but I had known Derek through the scene, right? Yeah. When do we when do we meet? Earn that back then, when you first I was came to New York. Through the scene, yeah, probably yeah. through like Sick of It All guys. Or oh yeah. Charlie or okay. He's like, yo, he's the roadie for Sick of It All. Okay. Like, oh, cool. And then Yolanda was my boss, and then we also worked with John Fuentes, who, who went off to do nonfiction, which is a successful, wonderful, great hip hop group. Um, and then Christine and Danica and Bonnie mm-hmm, and Bonnie, Bonnie and um, Bonnie, yeah. 
Yeah, we had a whole crew in there. No, I had to keep everybody in my store because they wanted to hang out on the street all the time. So gotcha. Yo, y'all like, were always outside. They were for always real, outside. For real. It's like, yo, nobody's going to come into the store. Yeah. Thugs hanging out front. <laughs> but wait, you know who else worked with us? Who? Ezak. He worked what? at Jordana? What? How do you? Yeah. I forgot that. I got my, we got my job there? Yo, we had, like, everybody. Sam? Sam Siegler? Oh, yes. Sam Siegler. Sammy wow. Sam Siegler worked yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, everybody. Wow. Everybody worked there. It was I mean, crazy. It was an amazing place. And Nancy, uh, she's out here now. Well, she was always out here. Who owned? Because Nana came to LA first, right? Yes. Okay. Exactly. And so, you know, even all of that was like a whole thing because like Nana was where I was at. But then when it decided, you know, they decided to close up the New York stores, I was like, okay, I'm going to take this as a sign to take this acting thing seriously mm. so it was like one of those things where a door closes something opens yeah and you know and it all worked what year did nana close 95 96 okay. something like that okay yeah um because we like we were talking about this me and you like you came on the road with yeah I went all, on right? the, yeah i went up <laughs> we, we went to punk at all any of that shit before we met or any of that shit did you know anything about hardcore nothing yo no <laughs> no i mean you know when i moved to new york i would see you know yeah punk, punk cbgb's all that stuff yeah and, but in that world anything. yeah i didn't know anything about that did world. you come on a u.s tour or a europe tour europe Damn, wow. what tour? I 90, was with y'all. I know, 94, 90... Ni- we were talking about, I think... 95. 94, 95, something like that, because it was... Civ 2? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's that's, that's that's my H2O's first tour, six-week tour, six yep. all Civ, <laughs> and H2O. So much Like, six fun. weeks on a bus. Uh, we shared a bus with Civ. It was a crazy-ass tour. Moon mm-hmm. came out and visited me. We were just dating at the time. Yolanda came out to that tour. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. It was so much fun. Was um, it your first time in Europe, too? First time in Europe, yeah, wow. and we went with you guys to, cause I went to London, Amsterdam, um, Brussels. It was raining, and Manchester is when like those skinheads were like. Well, the bootleggers, you were there. Yeah, yeah dude, I was totally there. Dude, there was it was like, like all Krang magazine. It was a huge fight. <laughs> wow. It was like written up in Krang. We talked about this in the podcast before. Yeah. You see, we're all guys, but there were bootleggers, and then we went outside and they had bats and we yep. had pipes, and then I hit a guy in the face yeah. with a mayonnaise jar, and there were bo- <laughs> there were there were bootlegging scratcher surfer shirts, I think, and it was this huge. It was like a face-off, and then in Manchester, we, we got threatened yep. they were going to come to the next show. Mm-hmm. And the next show, like Mark Emity, like put barbed wire and kegs around the bus because we were going to come wow. and get us. <laughs> yeah, it was. A I cra- didn't know it was all that. It but... was crazy, Alonda, and, cra- and, yeah. and I think I swung or somebody hit Craig with a pipe in the arm. Wow. We all yeah. went there out there together. They were. It was so. Ins- <laughs> you were there. Holy shit! And then Krang wrote about this huge thing about it. That's insane. So there were bootlegging shirts and they cracked. We have to go out there and see what's up. We came watching through the venue. And when I saw it, I was like, all these dudes. It was like totally outnumbered, man. Yeah. And then shit just popped off for a couple of minutes and then we had to run back in the venue. <laughs> oh but Craig got some shirts. It was like scratch the surface long sleeves. Yeah. Oh, wow. You have I to like be careful that. with that. Man. You do. I mean, because in Italy, they have a lot of bootleggers and they're run by the mafia. So. We found that out and later it's, on. It's that it was really. Yeah. We found out it was ran by the Manchester mob and they wrote yeah. that on the cyber bus. Yeah. Like, and so, so you can't, scary. You really be You might have bounced after that show. Maybe went home from England, but the next day we no, didn't worry about that. Yeah. I didn't do it. You know, you my there, first That's like time. a historic event. That's crazy. I had no idea it was yeah. that crazy. It was it was it was a little wild, man. Mark Kimmy was on tour with us. It was just, yeah, we didn't know. We just knew there was tons of bootlegs outside, and some of those bootlegs like really nice, like yeah, good quality. Of course, yeah, <laughs> like really better nice. than your own shoe. Let me get one of those. <laughs> that happens in Mexico too. Incredible bootlegs. Yeah, they do. 
but they're very nice. They start giving you stuff like this is for your crew, this is for your band. You know what? Yeah. It's good promotion. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's just that you don't have to pay for. Damn, you know, it's crazy that <laughs> I started working at Nana. You're my boss, and then got you into this crazy movie. Then you went to Europe with us. Yeah. It, it was holy shit. It was I love that, that was man. a lot of fun. It really was. Um, Did you like the music or we can keep it real <laughs> we can keep it real on we the can podcast. Tell the truth. No, you know what? Um I like some. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just be truthful. I am a singer. I just like I like certain. I mean, I like music. Um, voice wise, I do like to sing along with things, but I can't sing along to these songs. No, you know, you gotta I, scream. Yeah, yeah, and that hurts. You know, it. You know, <laughs> hurts. Yeah, but yeah, cause, you know, and this is like off subject, but I just um, you know, when Eddie Van Halen died. Yeah. He, you know, I was reading stuff and that they had, he had approached Daryl Hall to sing with them. And I'm just like, wow, that man's voice with that band, that would have wrecked it. Mm. You know, I mean, that's just a whole, yeah. but it was an interesting, just like, wow. kind of wow. thing to yeah. hear about. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, me either. I didn't know either. So you're still yeah. following, are you just, yeah, okay. I was going to say still following Daryl. <laughs> but it just, yeah, just, I just read it. Um, that's cool. It was very interesting. So did you like the whole culture of the punk scene? You thought it was interesting? Yes. Was it wild when you first saw it? Like I did. Um, I thought it was... I thought it was interesting because you explaining it to me, it was like that there are daytime shows. Yeah. And that yeah. they're kids and, yeah. and there's no drinking. And I was like, oh, so what do they... You know, like iced tea and stuff. I, I had no... It was... <laughs> iced teas? No, but it just was like... <laughs> Snapple. Snapple yeah. was a shit back yeah. then. No, but Snapple literally. Yeah. So it was like I didn't understand that. And I thought it was it was interesting. You think from, from like outside perspective, it looks so crazy and these kids would be like all fucked up and slam dancing and but and but and, they're but they're not messed up. I right. know. You know, it's the excitement from the music. Yeah. And you know, and I totally get that because it's like, you know, the times I have gone, like say to Bonnie's parties, like and you know, and dancing, like music is addictive totally. it just it, you know and it's not anything else it's just the music yeah so i i totally respect it and get it yeah it's an interesting energy especially from outside perspective looking at punk and hardcore it just seems like this violent insane shit which it can be mm -hmm. but like just people that yeah they're pure the straighters are vegan all that shit yeah but but in all seriousness the how it can kind of take over i get it too because i remember being in london and you know i was on the sidelines with um my friend ruth and secret all was singing lou was up front you know da 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 da, -da, -da. and i was like oh, let me take these hoops off i want to jump you know it's just like you start getting, getting all like yeah it's like <laughs> you know it's like are they gonna catch me like ah you know totally did you ever dive Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I'd never do it again. <laughs> no, you just, did you do it in England? I did it in England. Holy shit! So that's it amazing, was just like, Rhonda. you know, it, it it's I don't know. It's it was so like it felt it good. Just right? takes it felt exciting. Over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like wow. And so while she stage dive one time, your whole life in England at a sick of an all show. That's pretty fucking sick. <laughs> That's, that's like that's like some street cred shit. Oh yeah, I died once and sick of it all in England. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, it's Holy like crazy shit. though, but it I you know I really do appreciate like all of these different times. That's why I say I feel like I've had so many different lives, and you know they're all a part of me. But yeah. you don't really think about that stuff until like moments like this when you're just like, oh yeah, I did that. 
yeah. was crazy. Like, you know, I wouldn't do that now, but yeah. Yeah. You were in the moment too. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. So did you feel different coming back from that trip at all? Like just going to Europe or? It was amazing. Um, you know, seeing this different place that I knew of. Yeah. Um, and, and seeing how people were and now having, you know, uh, British friends and, oh yeah you know, so it just, um, I loved it. And something else that I really loved that I learned from you and the guys was just like, I thought it was so beautiful how your fans are such a, y'all are, there's a community. Yeah. You know, like I know Lou said it, I, I think you said it before sure. too. It's like you know, when we get to this country, we know these people. And sometimes, we you know, we stay at their homes and, you know, whatever, or they, you know, make yeah. stuff for us. And it's like, wow. So you get to know these people. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. I really Thank do. You. That, that's, a, that's a great, it's a great uh, point about hardcore music. You get such a community. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. like, we're not like on a stage. Everybody's equal. Yeah. Like the band you just saw playing could be selling their t-shirts after they're done. You could be hanging out with them. Like it's mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah, where everybody's equal, and it's, it is a community. It's not like a big rock band on the stage over there, and you know. Yeah, and then everybody gets into their tour buses. Nobody talks. Da, 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 that, that's da. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a community. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point, right, Derek? Absolutely, I love that about it. Um, so when they got back from that, I say Nana was awesome. I remember like shit when the Nazi came out. We had a cassette tape playing over and over yeah. again, oh and gosh, then yeah. John was John was talking about <laughs> John was talking about hip hop. He always rhymed, and he was going to do a group, and like yeah, it's just crazy. We all kind of went out from there and did our own thing, you know. Well, yeah, no, that place was really, really its own little bubble of amazingness because it did have all these different types of people in it and everybody was really creative. Yeah. I mean, I learned of HR there. Yeah. You know, because wow. Danica used to play, you know, their CDs, his CDs all mm -hmm. the time. And I was just like, you know, I'm like, wow, who, who is this? And it's like, let me tell you who else I learned of. <laughs> <laughs> I learned of, I don't know, I don't remember the kid's name that worked at Nana, but mm -hmm. there was a guy there that, like a little, little Puerto Rican kid that would play this music, and I'm like, what is that dead music? Like, who is that? Dead like, music. yeah, I would call it dead music because the voice was kind of drone and... Uh, uh, was it emo goth or something? It was Morrissey. Wow. And I was like, because I kept saying this dead music. So where's that Where's that tape at? Because I kind of like the dead music. So I would, you know. But I also knew it from childhood because, you know, the white kids at school would play, okay. you know, Morrissey all the time. Smith. Yeah, yeah, and the Smith. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, so let me get my collection together. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like you love just good stuff. Right. Yeah, we would take turns DJing. They were playing our own stuff too. That's mm -hmm. right. It's the same thing in our store too. Yeah, fun, I mean, right? so it's it's, but it's beautiful to learn yeah. of, um, you know, different music. I mean, because I hate to say it, like we didn't grow up listening to jazz, but mm -hmm. Bonnie would play a lot of jazz in the store, and I, you know, learned of Nina Simone. It's like I knew her voice, yeah, but never actually knew who she was and her songs, and so like that and Pat Metheny, mm -hmm. you know, I. I love Pat Metheny. So yeah. it's just like you learn about all these different types of music that you didn't grow up yeah. listening yeah. to. So I don't know if we played hardcore now because it was you allowed to play like punk in there. I really. played well <laughs> once I you know got into the scene a tiny bit. Um, I did have the um, what was the uh, the Sick of It All album during that time? Was it uh, Scratch the Surface? Yeah. I, consume was my song. Consume, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. Be, I love oh, yeah. that. Did Fat Farm play only hip hop? 
Yeah. You weren't playing. You were, you <laughs> were playing. Like, I mean, Russell was yeah. very, you know, he was like, I come in here, I want to hear hip hop. Period. Yeah. And so then, but that's not true because, I mean, one of the managers, she got me turned into Massive Attack. I was like, I never heard of Massive Attack. She was like, I'm dating this guy. His wow. name is Mushroom. You wow. never heard of Massive Attack? I was like, nope. My man's she, name is Mushroom. Like, she was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh my God. I, you know, became fanatical <laughs> with them once I started listening to it. I was like, oh my wow. God, this is so good. That's but it was like hip hop or R&B, but usually hip hop. Yeah. You know what? My first um, Thanksgiving in New York, I had, I you know, the place I was staying in, because I was telling you, like, my school didn't have dorms. Mm-hmm. So I stayed in this thing that the... Um, Salvation Army had for women. Wow. Like, well, that's what you that's DIY, what the, man. No, but, but literally, that's what the school was offering. That's like, cool. they were like, not dorms, but they were like women's places. Yeah. Where were they located? Uh, Gramercy Park. Oh, really? So, <clears throat> wow. okay. yeah, it was so crazy, <laughs> so odd. Um, but they, uh, oh, she, where was that going with that? Staying, staying there. Staying there. Um, school. Oh, shoot. I can't remember what I was going to say. But I was bringing up like, oh, yeah. So these places, they weren't apartments. They were kind of like dorms. Okay. So all I had was like a little, um, you know, my my parents had got me a little refrigerator. Yeah. I had one at my job at Strawberries, a turkey that year. And a big ass 22 pound turkey. (laughs) I had no kitchen, no nothing. So... The Beastie Boys, I had met them at Tower Records. So I used to hang over at Adrax Adrax House all the time. Adrax? Adrax, 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 Adam's house. Yeah, but this is like so crazy life. That turkey we cooked for Thanksgiving at the house was Rick Rubin. Russell Simmons went way too much Adidas cologne. And they had... um, reeking and he had just signed a new band and he played the cassette and 98 Oldsmobile was my song wow it was P-E. P-P-E. wow and i was like and it's 98 holy shit Yolanda, that's amazing it was so crazy but you you just made me think about it um wow yeah oh that was God. like really funny and we also forgot to take the insides out of the turkey. Nobody knew how to cook a turkey. Oh so, my but God. eventually we got them out. That's wow. interesting, man. Wow. Adidas cologne, huh? Yeah. Wow. I wonder how long that lasted. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sneaker cologne. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was strong. It's crazy times. Such a good time yeah. to be in New York, man. The 90s, man. Yeah. Like, it hip-hop, was. Just everything. I think it was a really good time. I feel like it was. You know, I hate to say it, like the last of sort of like an original time. Yeah. Because I feel like things just kind of got really recycled mm-hmm. after that. Um, you know, in, you know, I really liked, say, 90s R&B. Yeah. And, you know, like it Die. It was actually very good. Yeah. yeah. It was, <laughs> some great music. Remember Sheets blast. and Pillows and Dawn Hills and all that stuff? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing times. Like all those different yeah. Bill Spector, all the hip hop clubs and... That's true. That's very true. Because Bonnie was at Two Eyes. Nails was still around. Oh, yeah. Nails, right? Mm-hmm. So, back to acting. New York Undercover. Mm-hmm. So, once you do that, do you feel like you have your foot in the door and like you're like, I want to do this? Um, 
I feel like, okay, I did that job. And, yeah. you know, it's like you still don't have any idea how it works. Yeah. Um, you know, that was just yeah. one job. I was still at Nana's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just sort of that. I didn't think I had my foot in anything, but I thought I had a good job. I got something on tape. Yeah. So that was good. Um, when the store closed, that's when I said, it's oh, like, I have to do this. Yeah, like, well, why not? They gave me a good severance package. Let me figure out getting a job somewhere because yeah. I've got to find something where I could still try and do this acting. Yeah. Um, and that's when I started bartending at Bubby's downtown because um, it was also in the neighborhood. So I could yeah. just walk to work. It was easy breezy. And, um, you know, I, I got the job, you know, stranger inside. But at the same time, I didn't understand like, well, okay, so now you did this. How do you make money? Yeah. How do you make money? Yeah. How do you sustain? Cause like your bills aren't like, oh, did you get a job this month? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll come this month and we'll wait until you get a job. Like they're coming every month. They're coming yeah. every week or whatever. How do you manage money mm-hmm. when you are working for yourself? but it still takes somebody else to hire you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, that's that's where I feel like a lot of, um, you know, your whole spirituality and trusting and letting yeah. go and all that stuff comes into play because it makes no sense. Like the, the common sense mind does not, I don't think it has the best place in that world, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't really just function by common sense there's so many things that come into play that have nothing to do with you getting a job, yeah. you paying a bill yeah. with, you know, things coming your way. You got to trust and be able to let go of certain things. And, um, you know, and that's it. And I, cause I've always felt like the more I push for like regularity and doing things a certain way, the further what I want, like it, it, okay. it gets further away. So yeah. it's like, I try to keep my mind just calm because I know my mind can just work into a frenzy yeah. of like, I've got to get this done. I've got to, da, da, da. so if I do this, if I, you know, da, 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 I should go meet that person. I should get to that. But it's like, you can go bananas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? So I try to enjoy each day and that's yeah. an active, that's an active try to take in each day. Yeah. But back then, like, like not getting parts did that, did that weigh <laughs> on you? Um, like you think you have it and you don't get it. They're like, that fuck with your mental? I think it, it, you know, I've noticed for me, it does for a minute or so, yeah. like a little bit. Um, and then it's, it, then it's gone. I yeah. feel like, you know, there's very briefly, well, there's, there's very seldomly been things that I have seen that I really, really, really wanted and really felt right for, and then didn't get them. Mm. Um, those kinds of things I think stay with me a little more if that happens. I feel like I've been guided, you know, away from things that weren't right for me. I have not gotten things that, you know, you go in for everything, Yeah. but I feel like I've gotten the things I was supposed to get. Um, and even like say the shy, the year that I got this audition, um, I auditioned for it. it. It came easy because I knew this character. Mm-hmm. She made sense to me and, um, and I didn't get it. Wow. I didn't get it. Um, that year, another project was 
I was up for another project that I was like, I really want this movie. I really can do this. You know, it's, this is it. Yeah. I didn't get it. The shy came back around and it just automatically kind of happened. Wow. So it was like, if I would have got that movie, which didn't do anything, um, I wouldn't have been able to do the show, which is where I'm still at, you know? So that's one of those cases where it worked out how it was supposed to, I feel. It's fate, yeah, it's supposed to happen. That's crazy. You did a bunch of Law & Order, too. Yeah, I did, like, one of, I think, one of each of them. Yeah. And you know what? I actually got, like, called to be in Law & Order now as a cast member. As a cast member? On the show, yeah. Wow. That would have been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like, So, (laughs) So are there long gaps in between, like, auditioning getting something like it's not like every single day you're going for auditions when it first starts right you know like no yeah uh there's and, long and wait the, periods right yeah i mean it could be a lot of <laughs> a lot of waiting <laughs> periods so you know you just need to make sure that you're active in your own life somehow yeah. you know because yeah. it's not an everyday thing and um yeah yeah was third watch after uh when did that come in? Because you, you got nominated for three different things for that. Wait, Third Watch was mm-hmm. the, the whatchamacallit show. You got the Independent Spirit Award. You oh, yeah. That was for actor. Stranger Inside. Stranger Inside. Okay. Stranger Inside, I got. I thought it was Third Watch. My bad. No, that's the TV show. Okay, okay. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so the Stranger Inside is when you get the three nominations? Yeah, I got wow, the, the Gotham, Gotham Award and a Spirit Award nomination and... I think a real award. The Black Real Award and yeah. breakout actor. And and um John um oh god, what's his last name? I'm spacing, I can see his face. Um <laughs> Gopher Sisters was the other time I got nominated. It's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So when given stuff- the opportunity, I smack it home. Yeah. <laughs> so when that stuff happens, does that put your name on a radar? Like was it more eyes on you? Like, we yeah. start getting nominated for stuff like that? Totally, totally. Even though it it's does. independent, obviously, but still. Yeah, I mean, it makes a difference. Um, you know, I definitely do wish, I'd love to be up for an Oscar. You yeah. You know, those are different kinds of movies, though. Those are studio movies. Is that a goal? Um, or a dream? I wouldn't or? say it's a goal. Um, I, I just want to keep, continue doing things that make a difference to us. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, that's important to me. Yeah. And I, you know, and I want to get my own projects out there that I do feel we need to see. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, at this point, there are characters, there are black characters that I know I've written already. Um, black characters that I see in life that I still don't see on screen. We just don't have mm. the number, the different types of you know versions of us out there for us to see and also for others to see because i mean that's something that happens in this business like you know the gatekeepers keep letting you uh they're cool with these same versions of you but then say that they can't sell another version of you because you know we just you're not sellable well you know if y'all thought that we could be more than you know slaves and drug dealers and this that and the other that you you said about yeah you know then 
we would have a you know a wider range that you could understand and i feel also that then trickles down into real life where you know what people see that that matters mm-hmm. you know it plays into how we take in people on a daily basis yeah totally so if you see other versions of us you know you might not be scared or you might see that we're a lot more the same than different i agree with that so, i think it's so definitely it's a very good point yeah Thank just you. like you said when you were on um, new york undercover you're like i was smoking crack i got <laughs> shot i was pregnant <laughs> like all stereotypes all and shit one, like the first episode, one episode. yeah <laughs> one episode. You, know, you know what i mean like there's gonna be more fucking characters than that um, yeah <laughs> please but you um you and whitney which is pretty awesome angela bassett yeah that was amazing that's a big deal i think that's a big deal yeah i thought it was a big deal too angela bassett's a badass <laughs> angela bassett's like she's amazing she's fucking amazing. Uh, no, amazing yo and she's gorgeous oh my god were you, were you nervous doing that or working with her are you excited or? i was excited um you know what i was excited to work with her but i was also just very excited to be in a mini series, yeah. you know, because it's like you know, you grow up with those things. Totally. It's like, oh yeah, the whoever's story. It's like, yeah, that person's playing that person, and da 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 da. I've always been fascinated with those. Yeah. So to be able to be in one, um, I was I was thrilled with it, and and then also to get to play Robin, mm-hmm. because um, you know, so much more is out about them and their relationship and her at this point. Yeah. But when we did that movie, there was nothing. Yeah. You know, we couldn't find any information on her. Wow. There was nothing on the internet. And um, I had a few friends that knew her. And I knew of her in New York, mm-hmm. you know, because I had a lot of friends in music yeah. that had, you know, recorded Whitney, been around her and Whitney. So yeah. it's like I knew who she was and who she was to Whitney but in the story that we were telling, you know, they weren't going into that. So it was, you know, showing the love that this woman had for this woman, just love, yeah. period, that you have for someone you're close to without, uh, you know, going overboard or whatever. I wish that, you know, a couple of scenes were taken out. I wish they weren't. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish that they had been left in to kind of you know just sort of solidify that these two meant something to each other yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah. that was a big deal though too that i mean angela bassett i mean she's fucking mm-hmm. she yeah. nice she was cool totally yeah and and she paid attention to small details yeah so i really appreciated that and you had to audition for that obviously yeah put myself on tape and then got the job <laughs> yeah i was literally my mom was reading with me That's like cool. they were in town in new york my mom and one of my sisters and just sat down, did the tape, got the job. It was like boom, boom, boom. It was really, it was interesting. Yeah. It was a quick process. It's awesome. It's going to be less stressful making a tape than going in the room in front of people and auditioning, right? Mm. Or is it the same? No, it's definitely easier doing the tape yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with nerves. But because I definitely, I get nervous. Yeah. Period. I get still. nervous. Yeah, still. Um, something about, though, doing tape it's it's also like doing all these like zoom interviews now totally in your house you're in your space yeah you know and it's sort of like okay i don't want you in my space you know i don't want to do this all the time yeah it's like i I don't mind going out going to do my thing i understand right now that we can't yeah but when it comes to doing tapes it's like you're then the lighting person the sound person the editor it's so what is it, you mm-hmm. know, who's doing these other jobs? It's like, yeah. 
you know, um, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so 24 you were on. Yeah. Yeah. I That's was on a big 24. one too. That was a big one. That came right after Stranger Inside. Um, I was actually shooting it when I got the call for Antoine Fisher. So, yeah, in 24, I was supposed to be one of the first girls that Kiefer was running around with. Like, mm-hmm. that character was supposed to last a few episodes. That's right, Kiefer Southern, that's right. Yeah. I guess they weren't ready OG. to see Kiefer with a little black girl. So, <laughs> so they just cut, you know, oh, the shit. other episodes. and just was, it, was he cool to work with? Very cool. Very cool. Very sweet. Very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And Antoine Fisher, that's like a, that's a big deal. Yeah, that was a big deal. That was Denzel's directorial debut. Wow, um, man. So like he and Whitney, and I, you know what, I gotta say, I feel actors are some of the best directors. I really right. do. Mm. I do because I've, you know, you know, it's like yeah. we understand how to talk to each other, and we understand how we get to emotion. Because sometimes directors can just be like, you know, so do this, do that, and, you know, and, and cry over here. And it's just like, the emotion <laughs> doesn't work like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't do emotional acrobatics unless you're on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we got to get there somehow, you yeah, know? Yeah. And if you haven't written it, right. <laughs> it I'm making a, a, I'm making a face over here, people. If it's not written right and we have to somehow get to this thing that you want. Um, that takes some acting. That takes yeah. some skill. Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's uh, I, I I my hats are off to actors that are directors. Yeah. Because um, I feel we pay attention to all the details because mm-hmm. we understand we understand how we feel. Yeah. You know, on the other side of the camera, and we also, you know, not every actor wants to be a director but those of us that do i feel we pay attention to what is happening around us so i think it's almost the same thing as like people that write songs for other artists to sing like Mm. i was going to say in the music world there's a similarity especially producers who are musicians and then it's much easier to relay like man you need to do this part like this and then they can Mm -hmm. do it yeah demonstrate to you and they know what they're talking about the language is very I, you know what that that's very and i didn't even that's true i mm-hmm. didn't think of it in that way but very true mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. um instead of people just wanting a thing <laughs> right and not understanding how you get to that exactly thing. So. Yeah, just selling a scene or selling a song like let's say katie perry fireworks she didn't write that song but she killed it performing it mm. and she made you believe that you know what i'm saying like same thing with actors, like, like reading somebody else's lines or doing something that you didn't write. Because mm. it's coming from you directly. You can really live it and experience it. You know what I mean? No, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That communication is really important, you know, especially being able to explain, you know, like, I don't like that part. And it's like, why don't you like it? <laughs> and then you have a producer or somebody that can tell you, like, because it's taking away from this or, yeah. you know, it would be much better. You know, that explanation can go, you know, very far. Well, and you know, another funny thing is I've talked to some just strictly writers and, um, that's an interesting thing too, because like from their point of view, they know technical things as far as writing, they know why they want to get to this place and that place, but then they don't sometimes take in consideration a human being has to do this it's not just like what's on the page it's like you've got live 
people, you yeah. know, making these things happen. And they might look good on page, but they don't read real, yeah. you know, yeah. in life. So that's a good point. Yeah. After Antoine Fisher, what was that? What was after that? I mean, I remember Mind the Gap. Was no. that, escape, that was an escape movie, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember hearing that name like. Yeah, no, no you know, it was like a Showtime thing. It was Mind Showtime, the Gap. Right? Yeah, it was a. It was a little, a little odd movie. Um, United States of Leland. Um, yep. Short Bus, Garden of Eden, Choke, New Amsterdam, Slippery wow. Slope, The Unit. The Unit. Oh, The Unit was the first time I got to work with David Mamet. Um, I had actually, years before that, auditioned for him. I went into audition for him. And I was like, oh, man, I'm meeting David Mamet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all ready. And he just had a conversation with me. There was no audition. That wow. was the first time I had ever done that. That's kind of cool. It who's, was who's David Mamet, I'm sorry? Huge playwright. Playwright. He, okay. Just question, writer, Derek. period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, Glengarry Glenn Ross. Oh, wow. Who, you know, I so. um great. Yeah. He's, <laughs> you know, he's amazing. Wow. And he's written things that, under different names, I believe, uh, he also did uh, Hoffa, which wow. was one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the movie that okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I loved that movie. Wow. Like, and I didn't know he did it at the time, but um, he did this show called The Unit. Um, oh, but wait, I was talking about when I, I met him. Yeah. yeah. So he had a film that I auditioned for, well, talked with him about, and um, he was my choice. I was his choice for this one part and producers they the people that you know put the money in they didn't want to kill two black people in the movie wow so they got rid of the black woman myself oh, wow. um, made her a latina and um and that was that so you know wow i didn't get to work with him on that but he sent me a handwritten note you know, um, wow. saying how much he loved my character and whatever, like wow, my man. work, you know, loved what I do. Cause he had looked into what my work and I'm just like, this man wrote me like with his hands. <laughs> That's almost cooler than getting the part to be honest. No, it really amazing. is because yeah. it also, it cemented a friendship. Yeah, man. Right. Whereas yeah. like the unit, he, you know, that was for me to yeah. do. And then later on in the Phil Spector movie, he wrote this part in for me. So that's it was awesome, like, man. that's great. That's you know, really that and and he told me race, the play he had on Broadway, he wanted me in there. But then again, it's one of those things where the producers did mm-hmm. not. Right. Yeah. So um, it's it's a funny thing because it's like, you know, the creatives like you. But then the business people God, don't see value in you. Frustrating, mm-hmm. I would think. Frustrating, and, uh, understatement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. You know, because somebody else is always bigger. Somebody's name yeah. is always worth more. And um, it's a funny thing because it makes me look at these people as if, well, I guess you don't value what you do because yeah. we all know how the system works. If you throw money at something. It's automatically going to be, you know, at another level because Mm -hmm. part of what, well, the biggest problem any, you know, small production, um, indie, anything has is that people don't know of it and that's publicity. So if you can pay for that, then 
it's automatically going to happen because yeah. the talent's yeah. already it's there. So totally. True. Yeah. But they don't they don't look at it that way. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what studios used to do. Right. You know, they yeah. take people out of nowhere and suddenly make them stars. Yeah. So it can be done. Totally true. Yeah. Phil Spector thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah that was fun. <laughs> Helen Mirren, um, yeah. Al Pacino killed it. Killed it. Yeah, it was incredible, yeah. actually. I mean, I didn't know you were going to be there. I saw you and I told oh my God, I remember that. <laughs> no, me too. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one, man. Totally fun. I've had some really great projects. I got to yeah. work with a lot of really great people. And, you know, luckily, I, I'm pulling from these all these different groups of people that I know to get cast and crew for my own films. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'm happy to be in this place. Yeah, it sounds like the same thing in the music community. Like, doing things together and working with each other and different songs and starting oh, yeah. like super groups together and everybody like working together, help each other out and have yeah. all the connections and the friendships. Same thing in the music industry, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, what about split? Were you in split? Yeah. You know, I, I don't isn't think sp- I ever saw it. Isn't split the crazy movie? <laughs> I fucking yeah. love split. Wait a second. Cause really? I, I, I did some research on it a couple of days ago and okay. I saw that me and Max love that. That's what that guy he has different personalities and shit split. So there's stuff that you've done no. you've just like I've never seen. Do you remember well, being in Split? I yeah, <laughs> but um, I've never seen it. Wow, wow, man, I've never seen it. I haven't. You know seen what I'm it. talking about, but right? What's the guy's name? The English guy, the actor. No, there's no <laughs> English guy. What split are you talking about? Maybe yeah, it's a totally. different split. There's a couple splits. Really? Yeah, because this one is a bunch of women and like a girl and a guy, like kind of couple thing. Hmm. But it was a different split. What's your split? The guy with the split personalities. Mm-mm. Not a guy. Because I saw it yesterday. I said, oh my God, split? I remember seeing a split. Wow. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either one of us has seen my split. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, how to get away with murder? Oh, so much fun. Um, yeah, I love Viola. Uh, you know, I got to... She's amazing, man. She... Um, this was after Whitney. Actually, I was shooting Whitney when um, it came about to do her movie, uh, Lila and Eve. Mm-hmm. So I got to do that with her down in Atlanta. And um, after that, then, you know, this character came up for her show. Yeah. And that character was in like a couple seasons because she came back again. Like after, you know, I got the shy, I was still able to do the show. And it was you know, so cool because like the scenes that one of the scenes that I got to do with her, Cicely Tyson was there. And like right now I'm here because I was doing this documentary, taking part in a documentary where we were talking about Cicely Tyson and other black women actresses in our, um, in, in entertainment. And, um, it's, you know, it's just crazy because like you're sitting there and it's like, yo, Miss Jane Pittman is sitting over there, you know? So it's like, wow, because Cicely Tyson was one of those women when growing up that I saw myself in as a brown skinned girl, Mm -hmm. you know, she wasn't a Diane Carroll or Alina Horn or, you know, any of these other kinds of women. She was herself. And I really, I don't know. I really like took to the characters that she did and, how she held herself and you know and i always felt like as a child even watching her if white people like her 
you know, mm-hmm. and she's doing these parts that aren't these pretty or sassy women or da 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 da. They're real people. Yeah. She speaks with dignity and elegance. There's something there that that's what I want to be like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was huge. Um, Big inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. Huge inspiration. And so, you know, it was great being able to work with Viola and, and not punch her in the face, you know, during my episode. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, you're sitting there. It's like, whoa, this is Viola. And the way y'all want me to punch at. Okay, do not mess this up because, you know, wow. you're sitting there hitting this pillow because uh, we're fighting in, in these scenes. And I'm like, oh, gosh, don't screw up, yo. Don't screw up. Don't screw um, up. <laughs> I hope they get down. Oh, my gosh. My absolute favorite. That's your favorite? Wow. Can you imagine being transported back in time? And you know Baz is going to do it right because mm-hmm. he's Baz Luhrmann. So wardrobe, hair, everything. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it was like like being in a TV show during that time. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I can never do. You know, I can watch Good Times, but I can't yeah. walk on the Good Times set and totally. be, you know, Thelma <laughs> yeah. or something like that. It's like, you know, getting to be in that world and... And bring these characters and stuff to life. And and I, I just really appreciated the show and that opportunity. Um, I wish it would have gone on for a long, long time. I personally, you know, I don't feel Baz is cut out for TV. Mm-hmm. You know, because, I mean, he's got his hands in everything. So, you know, it's going to be done right. Yeah. But, you know, TV, you really have to delegate because there's so many people. You can't mm-hmm. do everything. And time and money are an ongoing thing. And, and keeping that, you know, keeping budget, keeping time, it all matters. Yeah. Where'd you guys film that? In the Bronx. Wow. That's yep, awesome. We did it in the Bronx. Uh, I had never been to the Bronx. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the one borough. And living, like, living in New York, you never went there? That's and no crazy. reason to. I mean, if I'm not going above 23rd Street, True. how am I getting to the Bronx? Yeah. So, True. Yeah. Another world. That's interesting. You get to go back, go to the Bronx. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah, I'd never been there and before. And then filmed there. So it's, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I love the world. Uh, I wish, like I said, I wish it would have gone on. I hope that we make a movie because mm. I would really like to see where Miss Green ends up. I mean, it also, it just made me feel like Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I want yeah. to like... <laughs> I want to feel all of that. Yeah. Did the chai come after that or was it OG? Uh, OG was just like a quick thing. Yeah. Um, the chai was totally after that. Yeah, it was after that. So the chai is like the big, it's the biggest and longest thing you've been part of? Yeah, it totally. It's the first time I've ever been a cast member. Yeah. Um, there was another show that I was a part of to be a cast member, but the show didn't, you know, we did the pilot or whatever and it didn't, didn't make it. But um, it was supposed to be a spinoff of the L word. That was oh, like wow, okay. years ago called the farm, but it okay. didn't, didn't make it. Um, so yeah, the shy is the first series regular that I've been. And that's, and would it be another season you think? Yeah. We just, uh, you know, because of COVID. Yeah. I don't think we're going to start until next year. I, next I year? think. Man. I mean, I fucking, the cast, like we talk about, I talk to you oh, all the time. Yeah. I text you about it. Just, <laughs> I love it. Incredible. Your role is incredible. It's perfect. Like, 
Yeah, and the last <laughs> season was my favorite. It was insane. Mine too. Yeah. With Keisha really and all that, and like, yeah. oh my god! But people listening, we'll talk about the Chai. It's an incredible yeah. show on Showtime. Um, three seasons, correct? Yeah, three seasons done. We just, you know, um, I guess finished airing in July or August mm-hmm. of this year. I feel like I grew up with those kids watching it now. Yeah, because if you look at the first season, they were little. They were very little. I love Papa so much. Like, oh my (laughs) God, man. Just all the characters. His girlfriend. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And then uh, Brandon was on. Obviously, the guy who played Easy is in the first season. He's not there no more, but I loved his character. I loved his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. What's her name? His girlfriend. Real name on on the show? Brandon's girlfriend's name on the show. I forget her name. He was always trying to hustle well, and make things happen. Is Tiff. And she had like a real job and she was like Yeah, yeah what Jerrica. Okay, yeah. Jerrica. Yeah. It's just like that balance of like him trying to get his shit together and she was like <laughs> on point with her life and, <laughs> and oh, politics. Yeah, yeah. This and just is everything. Real. <laughs> yeah. It was you so know. good. And even just the last I don't want to give anything away, but just like Yeah. Um no, it's, relationship it is good. With you is awesome. And then, I mean, he was hustling sneakers. Just all this <laughs> shit, man. And, um, no, I, I do. I love this relationship with Keisha. I love when they were together. It was so I cute. love them I a lot. And then when together. they got back, like when she went through what she went through, and he came, yeah. he came with her and they connected again, like that bond and shit. Like, that was the one time I felt you could breathe in that episode was mm. when they were together. Yeah, it was because, heavy shit. Man. Oof, yeah, it was a heavy one. It was such a good, I think it was episode eight. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably my favorite one that last this last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and I don't know the I didn't, I didn't write the guy's name. That I forgot the main dude who like the old the old guy with the beard. And he's kind of homeless. And, and he's Sade? what? Well, well, uh, Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. I love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, man. Ronnie. Yeah, like you're like you're like come on, I'm gonna get your shit together. I like, know. You know? <laughs> you're really rooting for you're rooting Ronnie. Rooting for you know? me, not, but he's not such fuck. a believable character because I like how he's ups and ups downs. downs. Yeah, you know, and that's life. You know, yeah, that's that how really people is. really are. And yeah. I feel like the takeout is real too. Yeah, you it know? really is, man. Oh yeah. So I was like, "Are you kidding?" I, was I like, know. I knew, I knew something. Yeah. Was coming. I was like, "Oh, Ronnie." Man. But that's how I don't know. I feel like life is that way. It's like when you watch those behind the musics. It's like, yeah, oh, when yeah. he got off of drugs <laughs> and da da da, and then that plane crashed. It's just yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's totally. like how many times? Yeah, it's true. But it's and then it's Jake weird. like struggling like to. That 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 uh um dad's brother adopt him I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's and then he has Duda yeah man that's a messy that's, that's wow. yeah I can't even hey I don't know where that's going and then <laughs> and know. then what's his face um what's the drug lord's name he's like running for fucking mayor yeah Duda Duda dude he's yeah. such a great character I love man. him he's what's super it? handsome so but I, he's I have a question evil. so what's what happened to that character that was like really sinister from the second season and. Is he it was, him? No, but there was a different person playing him, maybe? No. Wait, what was the character's the name? The character was, like, he was like an older guy, and he's been on a lot of different uh, TV series. Well, what did he do on our show? Like He where, was like a... Was he in of, jail? No, he was out of jail, and he was minding the buildings, and he was Yeah, he was. He was coming buildings. around. He was buying... Oh, 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 Q. Q, yeah, what happened to... He was coming around, Q? checking on things, trying to run shit again. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well... You know, they said like in um Everybody's gonna watch it, chat, you know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> no. It's okay. <laughs> I said that he had been handled because he had stepped out of line by you know, killing a cop. Mm. So he got dealt with. Okay. So I'm assuming he's dead. Right, right. I mm. assumption for Q. 
Right. But I, I I love the friendship with Papa with um. With I Jay. love watching all those boys. Yeah, I love that They're fantastic. Man. Like, um, they are what's, funny. what's the other kid's name? Al- Kevin Williams or oh, Alex? Wherever Kevin. Oh my gosh, I yeah, love he's... him, dude. <laughs> and he looks just like his sister. They cast it. Oh my god! Perfect. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything that is bananas. Yeah. Amazing casting with those two. Yeah. No relation. How do they look alike? It's How perfect. do they have the same mouths? Yeah. It's How so are they the same? It's perfect. So those kids are all cool, and you pretty much yeah. watch them grow up and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love being around all of them. I feel like we are like an extended family. Yeah, I mean, of like right now, I'm staying at the guy's house who plays um, Gemma's dad on the oh, show. Okay. No way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. uh, Saint, is it something Saint Jock? Saint Saint something. And what's it like shooting in Chicago? Yeah. Um, yo, I had never been to Chicago before, wow. except for the oh. airport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I like it. I mean, we um, <laughs> it's beyond cold. It's an understatement, man. Yeah, I had I found out what the windy city was about. Yes. Yeah. like that wind it hurts. It does when it's cold. It hurts. I know it very well. Yeah, it burns no. your face, man. Yeah, like, yeah. but it can push you around. across the street into yeah. traffic. Wind chill factor is scary. That's what's yeah, it kills uh, people. It's it's bad because like Nebraska's cold, but we don't have that wind. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so, it's off the lake. Mm-hmm. But the lake is crazy. Yeah, I know. When I landed <laughs> there, I was like, "What is that?" It the water was beautiful. Yeah. I've never seen water like that, and it looked like the ocean because yeah. it's huge. Yeah, yeah it's massive. It, it's, uh, lake area is right lake, off of Cleveland, so I know Great Lakes. Yep. And those lakes. areas are all legit areas you're filming in. You're yeah, in like real neighborhoods and all that stuff. A lot. <laughs> yeah, we are in the streets a lot. And, yeah. you know, more of it was West Side than South Side. Okay. <laughs> we probably <laughs> well, lots of love we out there. Um, we do. We do. Yeah. And that's and, and it's funny because it's grown. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, people used to like be like treasure, you know, and now they know Jada, you know. Right. So it's it's cool. It's wow. very cool to like hear that. And people... You know, for the most part, from what I've run into, people love being repped by the show. Yeah. And right, having right. the city, you know, mm-hmm. being repped in that way. And you're on Showtime, so it's not, it's not like you're like a, uh, a cast member. Now you're like on Showtime, which is like next level, too. It's a different world. It's like you went Definitely. to a major label. Billboards. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Major you went to a major label. Major labels. You got yeah. billboards up. And yeah. Crazy. Yo, it's crazy. I'm like, crazy Yo. billboards. How, Massive. How, how are your parents like now, like following your journey? And seeing where you're at now, they, are they super, they must be so proud and so excited for you. Um, yeah, no, they're totally, um, they're totally proud. It's like you know, we got a poster up in the garage. Cool. <laughs> you know, what a like second season poster. It um, <laughs> it's so funny though because, like most people that actually know me, there was no inclination of it. So and you know, there was none to me either that I was going to act. So it's just sort of like. Oh, okay. Oh, you're on what? Oh, okay. Because like, I really, I don't talk about work. I don't talk about like when I first, you know, started auditioning and getting stuff, I would talk about things a little bit, Yeah. but it's like, you don't want your parents being worried about how you make money. You don't want them worrying about, you know, can you pay rent? Can you do this? Can you do that? Uh, because they want the best for you. Totally. But in this business, it's like, nobody can actually really help you. You know, unless mm-hmm. you are a producer, you know, yeah. or something like that. Um, so I don't, I don't talk about work until I have something, 
it's like so watch this yeah i have this coming on i'm getting ready to go do this so that's it'll cool. be out. yeah that's that's but, you're, you, but you're like when you left you're the young you're the youngest and you left at 17 <laughs> went to new york <laughs> to follow your dreams obviously with Dar- meet daryl and all that amazing stuff yeah and they don't he, know about that okay so, <laughs> so. I, I doubt they're listening they were okay, listening. Right. but now but now you're on showtime on a freaking amazing show it's like your yeah. journey's incredible man no it's it's yeah it's and you, bust, you busted your ass man you worked really hard man i yeah i did i mean i think we all do i mean yeah. it's just like you do what feels right but it's like you're you're trying to accomplish something or get something going you don't have there's no game plan Right. But you you do everything you can to get to same with music think. too. Yeah. You start playing because yeah. you love playing with your friends. You want to play some shows and then make a t shirt, make a sticker, and then do a tour, and then boom, mm-hmm. make a record. Then like, oh fuck, it's twenty five years. Yeah, <laughs> but literally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but you, you you're nonstop. You have your tunnel vision. I just want to do it. You see yeah. what you want to do. You just want to do it no matter what. And you can't count on anybody. Sometimes just yourself or your. You know what I mean? Like it's hard, man. It's true. Like you really can't count on other people. Um. I mean, that's what I feel. That's part of the reason I feel so kind of self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's funny. Like, I, I was talking about traveling, right. you know, um, just coming here for this documentary. I wasn't sure where I was staying, what I was going to be doing. But literally, m- when I pack, I'm packing for any kind of thing that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. You know, anything. Yeah. You know, so I'm carrying so much shit. It has nothing to do with my daily like world, you know. Yeah. Oh, I might use a, a, a cup of that or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like I have everything and I'm ready. Yeah. Did you ever uh, feel like quitting? Mm, that's not an option. No. I, I mean, that. that, and that's funny because it's funny you ask that because I don't know how or where that would ever even come up. Mm-hmm. Like so frustrated with this industry and like. Yeah, but no, because it, it's going to be frustrating. And this is what I am and this is what I do. Yeah. This is what I was put here for. And I feel like knowing that, or at least feeling that, you know, now that I've gotten Daryl Hall out the way and he got me here, mm-hmm. it's like, thank you, Darryl, you know, thank, thank you, Daryl. He's amazing. a big subscriber. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So there is no do something else. I love that. You you were focused to make it happen and, act, and it happened. You know what I mean? You set mm-hmm. your mind to it. That's what a PMA is, what the mind can uh, conceive and believe it can achieve. That's the whole thing about like believing in yourself it's and real. just on oh, that yeah. mission. You know what I mean? It's real. And that's why I, I, you know, I work constantly at keeping this clear, keeping yeah. the mind clear because it's like, I know I can make things happen. And, the mind is strong you know you get something in your head and the mind can make it happen in a way that it might not be best for you but it will make what you're thinking about come through so it's like i try and keep the thoughts pure things like cool anything negative i need it away from me i love that yeah i do because it's like I, i can't I'm not trying to age first off. The great, so, you look great. Yeah. Thank you. But I'm great. trying to keep any kind of stress right. away from this. You look face. great for 30. But thank you. <laughs> I'll take 32. But, um. <laughs> but you know, but like seriously, yeah. it, it just, um, it does nothing good for you. So that's one of my questions. Are you an optimist or pessimist? But I know the answer to that. 
Yeah, I'm an optimist. Yeah. I'm also a realist. That's what my wife so. calls herself. My wife says she's a realist too. She's not. Yeah, because yeah, you know, there's definitely certain situations where it might not sound so positive, but yeah. it's like being real. Totally. Know, so. Yeah. You, you have any? <laughs> Moon <reg> is smart. <laughs> <laughs> you have any regrets? No. No. Mm -mm. Damn, I love that. Just, that was quick. Yeah, it was really quick. Yeah. No. Some people got to think about it and then they try to break it down, but. No. I mean, I, you know, I feel like even if something ever did seem one way there's something that you've gotten out of it you needed to go through something you got something out of a situation yeah you I love know. that there's always something there mm -hmm. so I had a question about remembering lines mm -hmm. I know that uh with singing and I don't know about you Toby but for me like lyrically sometimes there's it's like difficult to remember and teleprompter lyrics. that you've even yeah, written. Even if you written. wrote them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, okay, what was that again? <laughs> and then immediately, you know, but I always had a problem with this when I'm overthinking it. So it just comes naturally. If I don't think about it, True. Yeah. then it just kind of rolls yeah. smoothly. But I was wondering if it was the same for you, like have lines and remembering that because I, I was like, man, acting, I would love that. But I think I would forget lines like all the time. It's funny because I... can you improvise also? That's another Well, question. that depends on the director. Okay, okay. Yeah, the improvising. Um, and I'll just say this okay. about theater. Improvising is a no-no. <laughs> you know, because it's like I did that one time in an audition um, for a theater person. And it was like, you know, and it wasn't that I wanted to improvise. It's just that I got off book and like lost where I was and didn't want to stand there trying to find my place. And so I knew what was happening and I was trying to jump back into it, but she didn't take too kindly to it. And mm. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, well, wow, bitch, you know, maybe you should try into, you know, auditioning and see how easy that is. Right. It's like, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did yeah. not mean to get off book, but damn it, I did. I love the part. I love the piece. And I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry. Uh -huh. But um, as far as like, mm -hmm. you know, like actually going through a whole script and like, say it's a movie and okay. you're in it 90% of the time. Okay. Um, I think it's like I learned the whole thing like all my scenes and then go back and kind of, you know, narrow them down into scenes. Because if you start thinking about what's happening in the scene and you're breaking things down, there's a flow of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So if it makes sense at all, it helps with dialogue, you know, mm. understanding what's happening, who this person is and what they're saying. Okay. Um, I, you know, I do work on stuff hard at first and then it is, like you said, it's almost right. like I got to let it go Right. Then I'll, you know, go over it before that day of the scene or whatever, but then got to let it go because it will come like I, you know, I get my nerves right, right. before, totally you know, we get yeah. ready to roll. I yeah. go and cool down. I walk around, yeah. I get the stuff like I want to hit this. I want to da 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 And then you're there with the person and it's action and it just you gotta let it go right you know um and when it's like when it's like right right and it's something big that shit feels like free falling wow. like oh you know mm, it just yeah. it feels like you're flying right you know you just like jumped mm -hmm. and 
it's incredible. Wow. It's incredible how it's it feels. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, Stranger Inside, there was a scene. It's a scene when she opens up to her mother and lets her know, well, to Brownie, and lets her know who she is, you know, and that, it felt like that. It felt like I just yeah. jumped. Yeah, it was it was incredible. It's very therapeutic sometimes too, huh? It really like living is. Living vicariously through other characters and maybe you can relate to some of the things that they've been through that you have been through. Mm-hmm. Sure, or right? things that you've wondered about and because it's like you're literally learning. Yeah. Because you know, I feel like Yolanda takes a back seat and this is just a vessel. Mm-hmm. These characters come through and mm. it's amazing um how they feel sometimes. Yeah. And just, you know, it's like I've never been in jail or separated from my mom and my mom. You know, it's like yeah. all these emotions. Or smoke crack. Yeah, yeah. Or, or smoke crack or been pregnant or shot. You know, yeah. just any of these things. <laughs> you know, but you're learning. You know, you're yeah. feeling things when you're when you're doing them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. How long in advance do you get, like, say, for the child? Like, hey, we're starting season three. These are your first episode to get like how in advance you get those the lines. Scripts. To, yeah, uh, to learn. Well, the first, um, you know, the first uh, episode of like a season, we usually get them kind of early because we got to do table reads in front of network. Yeah. Before yeah. we even get started. Damn. So, you know, we, we we might have like the first two for like a month or something like that. Okay. But then as the show is going, we'll probably get them like a week to or maybe week to nine days. When you say table reads in front of them, is that means that zoom or is that real life? No, no, no. Everything's like, uh, well for the first episode, like everybody's there. They're there. So we were all in, in Chicago. Person. Yeah. Wow. Like everybody would fly in and like you got a whole full room of wow. people that you're then reading for. And that's, yeah. you know, even that's crazy and nerve wracking. Cause it's like, you know, especially when we first did it, because we, you know, never having been in that position before, you hear like, well, you know, people can still get cut. And it's like, well, wow. I thought I had the job. You know, it's like, wait, you can, you can cut me off of this so read? you have to be acting. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, you're totally, yeah, you're oh, totally. Oh, you're in character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, like anytime, yeah, you are in character. Well, you're, you're sitting there at the table. Yeah, it's just standing. like a line of but us. you're not like, you can't no. physically, okay. No, we're just like sitting and but. <laughs> You know, acting as right. character and sometimes talking to each other. But, you know, it's like a table full of us with microphones and cards with our names and stuff. And um, and then all these people out there that you don't ever <laughs> see any other time. Yeah. So it's it's fascinating. Such a different world, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still always learning because it's like I've never been through everything. So. Yeah. But do you, do you feel being in the series, it's like such a different level of of where you've been in your life as far as like not yeah. professionalism, but like, well, I don't know. yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely not structure, but something that's like, I don't know. You know, you're in another season. So it's like, you're, you're, you're stuck to this one thing kind of, right? Like yeah. you go do other things right now. Sort of. I can't go like and be a cast member. Yeah. I can't okay. go be a cast member on, you know, New York undercover. I mean, yeah. Uh, I law and order. Law and order. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's never been fun. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like it's almost like you can do short you know you can do movies mm-hmm. okay. 
but we're still in a funny time. I can do episodes of things. Okay. Like yeah. single episodes. So in music, it's like my brother was in, when he was in the offspring before he was a member, he was on retainer. So he had to ask permission to go play a show with H2O because right. he's on retainer. Yeah. He's on retainer. Yeah. He's getting paid by them. Right. So that he's totally on their call twenty four seven. So Yep. Yeah, same thing. Same ah, thing. Ah, okay. Same get, thing. Get down to like a day before. Like, can you do it till he's like, Oh, we no, have to makes sense tomorrow. because that production could be like, We're starting up now, we need you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you're off doing something else then. Yeah, and it, you know, that's all gotta be cleared. <laughs> right. You know, because like when we um when we started the shy I was still like the get down was still a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um and we didn't know if that was coming back or not, but it it wasn't. So that didn't overlap, but then um how to get away with murder did. So it's like then the producers got to work out those yeah. you know days that I I mean literally because Jada wears long braids and um on how to get away with murder, I was in prison with just my hair. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. They had to take those braids out, put them back in, me go back to set. It was like a boom, boom, and boom. That takes a long time. Oh, my wow. God. It was bananas. And it's like crazy how, and I don't, you know, I don't know if it's gotten any better, but like finding braiders, it's like, oh my gosh. Oh wow. My I didn't gosh. think about shit like this, man. Yeah, yeah, like literally, I was like, well, can't I just sort of. You know, it's years, it's like a year or so later. Can't she be a little, look a little different mm-hmm. in prison? Or can I do this with the hair? <laughs> we got to take them all out. <laughs> Have you ever gave you two cents and something like that? And they said, sure. Or they always um, stick well, by the I'm script. always trying to give two cents. <laughs> <laughs> but do they always stick by the script? Like, I don't feel comfortable saying, this doesn't make sense to me. Well, sorry, it's your character. It's not really. It's yeah, well, you know what? Not. On our show, there definitely, you know, things like that can come up. Right. Um and sometimes, you know, it could be that kind of thing, or it could also just be where words can be put a certain way and you can't get them out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just cannot deliver yeah. them, like your mouth won't allow you to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I ask if I can move things around. Because, I, you know, I don't ever take people's words and just start yeah. butchering them or messing with them. I always ask, and I feel, you know, every actor yeah. should ask. If, but if... You know, something is not working. It's not yeah. working. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So when, when you do the table reading, are people putting, hey, this isn't sorry? Are, mm. are you changing things at the table reading? No. It's like when we do those table reads, you know, we, we go through it. Everybody's listening and people are taking notes. So okay. afterwards, you know. You, you get changes check. after maybe. Yeah. Like they, you know, network might have something to say. Uh, the writer themselves hears that something's not maybe working we ask questions and maybe have something to say can we you know change this so that then you know and that's what these table reads are for is to hear all these things and then you know the writer can then make changes and then new sets of sides will come out Mm -hmm. you know rewrites yeah that's crazy man it's intense Um. that's a lot (laughs) i mean but it's a machine yeah i just i'm just trying to figure out like the network they have complete say or they have like a pretty strong say like if the writer is there and he's like no this is my shit you're you not know gonna i don't it. know how you know <laughs> Cause I'd be like, because I somebody's imagine. paying the bills and it's not the writer right so, i know i was gonna say that you like, know are they just um, like okay the network <laughs> like they come in like wait a minute this guy you know should have something a different element and the writer's just like no absolutely well you not. know what um, but, but before it ever gets to us, 
you know, network has already gone over those oh, scripts. of course, yeah. So okay. this is more like just to hear. So, you know, there's so many uh, levels of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, wow. our, our, you know, the actor is the low man on the totem pole. I see, yeah. <laughs> was, there, was there ever a moment where you're like, oh my God, I'm on like a hit show, like we're getting picked up again? Or is it at end of every season, it's at like not sure if you're going to get picked up again. Like, do you ever feel secure that you have no, never a longevity? Feel okay. No. <laughs> like this is going for a couple of seasons. You, don't, you never know that. It's just no. season by season. Yeah, season wow. by so season. Wow, so you're never secure of like, oh my God, this is like... I don't feel like actors ever feel secure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because even if something is supposed to be, until it actually is... You know, even right now, we're supposed to have another season, but we're not starting yet, so mm-hmm. I can't be secure that we are. So, like, now you don't even know. You don't even know. It's, it's got to be. But you can't season. do anything else. But, <laughs> so, like, now you're kind of, like, in this... A limbo. Yeah. Yeah, right. in a limbo. You, you, can, you can't do Law and Order because you're with this, but you're not sure if this is going to go again. So, it's yeah. kind of like this wait, waiting game. There's got to be another season. Come on. Yeah, it's got to be. No, this is supposed to be. Yeah, I mean... But we just don't have a start date. Oh, so. Was there any moment during the chat like this is a success, like this is exciting, like this is like you were excited, yeah. like this is going to be like, completely excited? Because um, in know, my eyes, it's a big show because I love yeah. it so much. I yeah, watch it. Well, it is and so it's on funny, but, it's but just... it, it is, and it's everything that you're saying. It's also it's another job. You yeah. know what I mean? Like to the actor, because it's like, yeah, I got this, but you know, I know I still got to keep, <laughs> I got to keep getting them because. Right. I can't just count on this one thing, you know. Um, this is part of your resume, part of your career. Yeah, of- and it's like I got to keep making sure that I get other jobs and I got to make sure that people don't just see me as Jada. Right, That right. I'm not Jada. I do a bunch of other things. Yeah. So, but you can't do any of that till you know if this is going or stopping. Correct? Well, no, I mean, I can do movies. Okay, cool, cool. I can do a limited series. I can do things that are not... I can't be cast members of other like yeah, st- yeah, yeah, yeah of other shows, so yeah. because that I mean it just wouldn't work anyway. But yeah, tractorally you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So, you have any uh, daily rituals? Daily, yeah. I uh, I write down what I'm thankful for. Love that. Um, I also go through my Pablo Neruda uh, hundred loves sonnets and i you know i don't know if you see them i post them i I, you know i was doing it daily but i'll do it like every other day i I haven't done any in the last week but um i like going through that book and posting one and um you know and i also have these cards from this reader uh that i know in new orleans like psychic reader and i just i go through them and pull pull three cards awesome and see just where i'm at i learned a lot about you very spiritual yes you know you know i I can guess right now and all my guests always say they are when derek's not you don't seem like you don't seem like you don't don't seem like a coffee person you seem like a tea person maybe i'm wrong wait i got tea here maybe i read you wrong I like coffee and tea. Okay, okay. And you know what? I like... Because that's always a ritual, people. But I didn't day. use... I, I guess I do. I do actually both. Um, and I drink coffee because it keeps me warm. Mm. It's not really an energy thing or a wake-up thing. Like, since I'm a diabetic, I don't drink hot chocolate, really. I remember you're diabetic. You used to be shooting yourself for the fucking yeah. work. Wow. Oh, that's right, man. Okay. That's right. You're not shooting up. No, she's got diabetes. <laughs> 
Because I never met anybody with diabetes before. Oh That's facts. I just moved. I was young. I didn't know anybody who had diabetes. Yeah, well, I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's. I was yeah. in the big city. My boss is shooting fucking things. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh my diabetes. God. That's reality, Yonda. Yeah, yeah it's reality. Wow. But you don't seem like a coffee. Maybe I, I guess I pegged you wrong. No, I like I like both. I like both. But it's you a know. daily thing, right? Coffee. Yeah, okay. I do. I have like a cup in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I like it with cinnamon and cayenne pepper. All right. Coffee. Yeah. Wow. I just like a little kick. You're not a coffee person either, Derek, right? Not at all. You never were? I wasn't when I came to Brazil, but then it was like making my heart like beat irregularly. Uh, On your body. Really? strong. Yeah. I got really, it was really addictive just a little, but it's very strong there. Jittery and anxiety vibes. Yeah. It started to kick in and then I started developing anxiety from it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, my brain is already like nonstop, so coffee wasn't helping. Me too. <laughs> I've had coffee since June right now. Really feels good, man. Wow. See, like for me, I'm like, it's interesting to hear people talk that are more kind of. Um, we're hyper anyway, more like. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like you're I, so, you're chill. Yo, my shit is like all <laughs> down here. <laughs> it's so like chill, that yeah. all the time. And it's like, it takes, when I think about getting up, it's like. Starting up an eighteen, you know, an eighteen wheeler. It's just like you're not a morning person. It's like you got to start the engine up. You got to like, you know, do this, do that to it, and then then push on the gas, and then it's still let it like let it run for a little bit, let it run for a little bit. Oh, it's starting to move. It, it, so you're a terrible morning person. You're telling me. <laughs> no, I'm up in the morning. I am up, but it's just something about being super ex. I don't know, excited, like mm-hmm. energy wise. That's a whole other mm. something else. But I I just kind of float through life. I yeah, I like that, though. Yeah, I, I like it, too. I, it's, I'm it's, a it's worked very well for you. Yeah, I think so. I think it just, I, I just take in everything and mm-hmm. kind of just float through life. And, you know, it's good. Do you have any, like, uh, uh, inspirations, like top five inspirations or music or anything? Or people or actors or writers or... Gosh. What's yours? Because I, I need a. It's example. all different. It could be it could be music. It could be anything. I know, but inspiration. I do like genre music. I could do punk, hip hop, everything. But is it like anything, any any particular person or something that inspires you? Inspires me. Oh my god. We're gonna say Daryl though. Yeah. Well, you have to say Daryl man in the top five. The top five inspirational okay, people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was an inspiration. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. definitely. Um, top five. This is Daryl Hall, ladies and gentlemen. Daryl Hall. <laughs> Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall. Wait for me, Legend. please. Hall knows we're talking about. Daryl. Um, big fan. Big fan of the podcast. We fan. love you, Daryl. Appreciate the support. Big <laughs> fan. <laughs> Collab coming. H2O, Daryl, and Separator. Yeah, no. Right. H2O, they had an album. I know. You know, and I think about that every That's time. Right. Like, Hall knows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming after you, Daryl, for uh, taking my name. Just kidding. <laughs> we should do a collab, Daryl, if you're listening, though, for sure. Do a we song, play, uh, song, song called after Yolanda. Our, after our set. Which one? We play, uh, you're making my dreams come true. Everyone starts singing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, little well, kids well, dancing in the pit. Like, oh, yeah, I feel that good now. Snappy. I'm like, I'm snapping. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. Do, okay, so wait. What's your favorite 70s Hollow Notes song? Mm. When did Rich Girl come out? That was the 70s. You're a rich girl, girl, but you've gone too far. Because you know it don't matter anyway. You can rely on the old man's money. You can rely on the old man's money. Me and Daryl, we should do a collab with Daryl, a song called Yolanda. It would be amazing. So Daryl's in your top five. 
Um, yeah. What no, about we, singers besides Daryl? How about, how about women singers, no? Etta James. Sick. She's great. Natalie my wife Cole. loves her. Oh, yeah. Natalie Cole. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was so sad when both of them passed away. Um, yeah, Aretha Franklin. What about what about our punk rock bands? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Those are so easy. H2O. <laughs> what, what about hip-hop? Um, but wait, wait, wait. No, wait, wait. no. Well, on, let me, man. let me, let me okay, go back. Okay, okay. Let me Come see. On, uh, now, it. I do like Iggy Pop. Sick. Okay. Um, yeah, like my old neighbor. East Side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he yo. lived on my floor. You lived. I didn't know you lived there because, like, I yeah. had a friend that used to stalk him hard. So she was her name was Yolanda. Across from Tompkins Square Park. Yep. 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 She wow. was always over there. She Dang. was so. Maybe in. I started stalking. Yeah. It's like, wow. Did you meet her in front of Daryl's apartment? Shut I'm up. just kidding. <laughs> he was upstate already, remember? Oh, that's right, that's right. Um Iggy Pop's dope. Iggy yeah. Pop. Who else? Who else is like, I like Chrissy Hind. Yeah. Sick. Great. Debbie Harry. Great. Yeah. So um oh my gosh. Classics. She, she Classics. was at the um get down premiere and I was just like really? that's cool. Yeah, I was, she would, yeah. yeah, I was just <laughs> like, wow. I so That's wanted to really say intense. something to her, but we were in the bathroom, so I didn't say anything. I didn't want it to be weird. I felt the same <laughs> way. I saw I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> legend, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So that's that. Uh, who else? Who else? Like other types of music? Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder. Great. Um, oh my gosh, you know who I always wanted to meet that I just felt I was going to, but you know, he passed away oh. was Freddie Mercury. Oh, Amazing, man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. Was that like on your thing, like Daryl and then? It was, a, it was different. Yeah. It was just sort of like, you know, sometimes you just feel you're going to know people mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, I've had that. He was somebody I thought, and I also thought that about um, River Phoenix. Nice. Wow, really? Yeah, and you know, and then in our... Um, in um, you know our movie uh, Stranger Inside, uh, Rain was in it. Mm, so that awesome. was you know that was really that was interesting. You yeah. know, um, being with her, working with her, and talking about River and stuff. Yeah, Joaquin's amazing too. Oh, yeah. so amazing! The whole Absolutely. family. What whole amazing family. humans, man! Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Um, so no directors, no producers. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, my dude. Is John Cassavetes. Okay. What has he done? Dude, he's oh, my done, gosh. Oh, uh, God. My gosh. So, my favorite is Gloria. Gloria from the 70s. Oh, yeah. Gloria. Or, or maybe yeah. it's like 80, 80 maybe. Was Gloria? It was early 80. I think it's either 80 or 81. Somewhere like that. Was that song movie. Gloria from that Gloria. movie? Gloria? No. 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 Yeah, no. Gloria was bad. She okay, was, I, I gotta oh check that out. So Yo, see it, they tried okay. to do a remake, which oh my gosh! Well, wait a minute! I didn't even realize it was the same movie. Really? I was. Well, like, I was an extra in that. Oh wow! Oh my! In the God. remake, the I didn't remake, know. Remake? I was like, I was like the original was crazy. like the one. I was like, oh, they made a remake. Amazing, yeah. amazing! Um, I gotta check that out. Opening Definitely. night, uh, shadows. I mean, John Cassavetes is just my shit. Okay. So is uh, Robert Altman, um, Claire Denis, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. I would say those are those are my directors. What about Jim Jarmusch? 
<laughs> just throwing him in there. I like some things. I do. They they just don't him. hit me as hard. Right. Yeah, they don't hit me that. as hard. So um, I just say because he's from Cleveland. That's all. Prop his own city. Got good hair. Two one six. Got good hair. Yes. Yeah. Um. What about actors like De Niro? De Niro fan. Yeah, love De Niro. Love De Niro, man. Love De Niro. Um, I love Leonardo, man. He's so sick. Hmm, he's really good. He is very good. I also like Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Um, I like myself a lot. <laughs> 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 Sorry, y'all. I got to. Yeah, Mahershala, I gotta pat yeah. myself on the back. I like the work to. I do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There's somebody that I think of. You know, there's. It's so funny with actors because there's people that you see. And you're just like, huh, I like them. I think I like that person. And it's like, yeah. do I want to work with them then? It's like, I know there's some, but of course I can't think of their name. I like Christian Bale a lot. I like Christian Bale. He's really good. Pretty incredible, I, What man. about Michael Shannon? I like Michael yeah. Shannon. Yeah, I like him too. Like he was in 8 Shannon. Mile, correct? He was the uncle in 8 Mile. I never saw him. You know, yeah, he's super wow. underrated. Like, I know the name in his like face. He's but all people, over. He's in everything, dude. Yeah, he's all over. <laughs> he's great, dude. yeah. He's yeah. great in 8 Mile. You should check it out. It's really, yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it's it. It's really good. I didn't um, see it, though. He's coming up for sure, right? Like with Shannon. He's in so yeah, many he's, things. He's, up, he's like in a world of his own, I feel. Yeah. Because I feel like he a great gets to guy. do all kinds. Great bad guy. But he's also just... <laughs> an interesting person to watch mm. you know um whenever he does anything so yeah who are some other ones anybody else Derek? you like want to say on here yeah. a list man I, I mean, you have a list pacino pacino's great yeah pacino's great is it hard being a woman actress actor when did they change it from actress to actor? You know what? Please <laughs> tell me. If, and also tell me when Af we became African-American over black. You know, it's like, I yeah, don't I know when these things. You know, it's <laughs> like, oh, wait, so we can't be that anymore? So what? who makes up yeah. these things? Like, um, yeah. I still, I, I say black. I, I still trying to get over, like, it's, it's strange when people are like, and black and brown people. And I was like, I thought I was black. <laughs> no, for some reason. I don't understand where this whole. But it's all kinds of you funny. Know, like. I remember like Karis one is like I'm brown from the boogie, boogie down. down. I was always like <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I am brown, you know. Yeah. Oh, but, but then yeah, your hat is black brown, and your shirt is black. Yeah, and I was like I, yeah. don't, I was like all right, oh, okay. It's so confusing <laughs> what to say, and then you know, especially now. Yeah, it is. It's right. Because Cancel it's everything. Like, it also it depends on who you are talking to. Right. It's like oh, if you're on, you know, talking to a magazine or talking on the news or something. African-American, you know, because they understand that right. black, you know, well, I'm black, you know, nice. and that's just, that's what I am. That's what I grew up with. Just don't call me the N word exactly. because then we're going to have a problem. So yeah. I don't play with that word in any way. Yeah. It's just not something I've ever, ever, ever used. So yep. it's like one thing to me. What do you think about Derek? Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was the same way. Yeah. I was saying this like, before on, on uh, I hate that word before to you i was like it was just never in my house yeah you know my parents never used it. and i said it makes people uh if you're trying to communicate with people and use that word then it demeans you even yeah, if you are using degrading. it and that's what i say to people it's like why i don't know it's just not well i mean vocabulary. it gets it gets messy because 
it's like I get it when other people use it, uh, you know, amongst right. each other in friendly In songs way. and the radio, all that. Well, and just, you know, talking amongst each yeah. other. But then as soon as your white friend then goes out and says it, oh, but, you know, but I was saying it in a hip hop way. What? You know, it's like, you know, I was just waiting for the time when somebody, you know, would do something to somebody black uh, in a racial way that's, you know, harmful and then say, you know, and then that word come up and then be like, oh, well, I was using it this way when I was beating his ass. You know, it's like, mm. no, but it, but it did come up. It came up in a case in New York and mm. there it was right there in writing. Well, no, he was using it in this way. Oh, motherfucker, please. You know, just <laughs> come on. But you knew it was going to happen at some point. Yeah. So it just it's just not a word I use ever, ever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I learned that when i was a kid because my um you know like i said my dad was strict so it was like you know we came up in the time of honky and the n-word you know cracker. that kind of cracker yeah like those words cracker ass cracker so you know me and my little black girlfriend at like you know seven she called me up and nobody calls our house like we're kids nobody calls our house no 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 so like who's on the I got a phone call. Okay. So I'm on the phone and I'm talking all kind of like low and quiet to my friend. <laughs> and then I heard the phone go click and I was like, Oh shit. Daddy was on the phone. So wow. I heard the phone click before I got off, you know, popping shit on the telephone. And then, you know, you standing there walking all slow, feeling sick, going back into the other part of the room, you know, into the living room because you're like, am I going to get my ass beat Damn. for saying a bad word? I don't know what the word means, but, you know, people say it at school and people, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was just being whatever. And, you know, my dad started asking me questions. And then who was I talking to? And what were y'all talking about? And do you know what that word means? And I was like, shit, he was on the phone, you know? <laughs> Um, when we had that conversation, it was like, wait, he didn't spank me. So for him to have a conversation with me about the word meant this is something, this is not just a bad word or wrong or something like yeah. that. This is something else. This is something that means something. So I need to... The word is not coming out my mouth. Yeah. You know, so that was that. Oh, history and negative history too. Yeah. 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 That was, it was. Growing up with Max, I always have these hip hop CDs, but they would be, they would be edited. I get them at Amoeba Records. So Eminem, it's every record I listen to. I have they edited. edit it? You know, I, I would buy, I would buy censored versions for the oh. car for oh, Max. Okay. So we would listen to the music in the car. So there'd be no swear words. So it'd be like, beep, beep. Eminem have no, no words in it. <laughs> and, and, and some reason one time I put in a Nas CD without being edited and the word came on. And it came on a couple of times. And after that, Max was super young. He was like, what is that word? And then I, I pulled over the car and then I told him all about the word and where it came from. Mm -hmm. And so it was Nas who kind of like on accident had educated Max on that word where it came from. Yeah. Like moving forward, like this is, this is why he's saying it, but this is where it comes from. This is, mm -hmm. you know, it was really interesting I did, because of that song actually coming in my car. But, but yeah, see, was, and that, that sounds like the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a learning yeah. experience, yeah. you know, especially when you're, a child learning it, you yeah. know, because it wasn't, it wasn't something that we ever used. It wasn't something that I heard. I heard it at school. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear it at home. Yeah. You know, so. 
I, I never heard that word until I moved from Newport, Rhode Island to Southern Maryland, where I went to like a segregated, it seemed like the whole school was segregated in the South in the 80s, my high school. And that's the first time I heard that word used in a derogatory manner, like a racist manner. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like first Confederate flags, all the shit, because my mom got a job out there. And that was a total like culture shock. It was crazy, man. If you look at my class of, 80, my class of 88 yearbook, you listen to class of 88 yearbook, it's pretty much separated. Like the, you open up the yearbook, it's like black people one side, white's the other. It's totally really? messed up. Wow. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with all, I'm, and I'm with all my, I'm, with, I'm on the black side with my white uniform choice hoodie on. <laughs> Oh, it's like bleach tear, like punk rocker and shit. Because we were like the rebels in that town. We moved to Southern Maryland. There's no skateboarders, no punk rockers. It was just south. You know, Rusty was our maintenance man. He had a mullet. He was like a, a redneck dude. So it was, it was like this total culture. I swear to God, Rusty knows. He like, hey, he was, I got a picture. He's like, hey, man, how you guys doing, Rusty? I'm your maintenance man. Anyway. So yeah, that word was never. That word was, my mom taught us about that word. And they moved in there and seen it. All that was just a scary word, man. It's just a... But then when you listen to hip hop, it's in there, so it's like it's in there. Well, a yeah, lot. it's all in there. <laughs> it's on the all radio, and it's like you know. And I, I don't even know. I don't know. It's just the whole subject that I stay away from. But it's yeah, so totally. messy. Yeah, it's it just is. messy yeah. because it's like you get down on white people for singing a song, and then it's like, right? Would you put it in the song? It's like, yeah, I know well, that's why it's like, and you don't want people to say it at all. Yeah, like I, I remember Jay Z talking about how they're going to take something that was negative and turn it to positive and make it like. Um, something that wasn't derogatory and wasn't demeaning it was like we, it was like more of like i don't know, I don't know. well yeah no but but that's how i you know i've heard it as well yeah um but it doesn't it doesn't just work that way I know. because I know. you know not everybody wants to use it in that way no so I know. you know there's there's just to me there's just too many uh it has too much of a background too much of yeah, a history for sure negative a, a, history. a negative history yeah and but, that's cool. Your dad told you that and schooled you on that, and it stuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so that yeah, that was it. That was yeah. it for me. Um, <laughs> that's my end day. Um, <laughs> day. The end of my inward days. Um, uh, and, and what do you think about like the future with like acting? And I know in music and stuff, a lot of times you get asked like, you know, when do you think people or will people ever get over the fact of like, hey, you're incredible director and actor. Period, you know, not like woman actor or black actor, or anything. I don't think. I mean, good I question, Derek Green. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. You know, we're just like wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we, as people, as people, especially people in this industry, they need to be able to put some sort of label on things. Mm-hmm. You know, so because I don't think that unless you are white male, usually that they will know why you are special. Mm. You know, oh, well, her stuff is so good because she's black. Right. Because she's a she and she's black. You know, um, otherwise it wouldn't be so good. That's how it feels. Mm. That's how it looks. That's horrible, man. But that's how it looks to me because it's like, who else in this business, you know, um, is is giving given labels it's everybody but white men mm. you know uh, oh well that's a trans actor oh well that's a this oh well that's a that. nobody's like oh well that's a white male uh, well, oh well duh yeah. uh, everybody is aren't, <laughs> yeah, aren't they that's a good point you know yeah. so a great point yeah i feel like so, so it's very male dominated yeah yeah it's very male dominated 
it's crazy. But what you mentioned something though before that I want to speak on real quickly, and it, it's the mullet. <laughs> yes. The mullet. Um, and this is crazy because I look at what I brought. Yeah. So Tiger King. Shirt. Yeah, and I bought this from your friend. What's his name? Um, oh, Jake. Yeah. Shout the Jake rocks off. Yo, love it, love it. He's the best. But seeing this shit, I was like, "What is this?" Crazy man. The Tiger King dude. How in the world? What in the world are these people doing down in Oklahoma? How do you have a gay dude with a mullet in the two thousands, like looking like that? Out in the backwoods with tigers. Like, what? It's crazy, man. I was watching this shit, and I could not believe it was real. I know. Because I'm like, crazy. first off... It's sadly real. It's sadly real. Yeah. Like, this whole group of madness is sitting down there. I'm not but, worried about him. I'm worried about the treatment of the animals. Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but it, but exactly. Brutal. But then I'm like, okay, just thinking about it. All right, so you're going down to Oklahoma to go visit family or whatever, and, you know, you got little Billy with you. And, oh, there's this sign. It's not exactly that big. It's not Disneyland or Disney World. But it says there's some tigers to look at and da-da-da. And it's down this back road. <laughs> Who the fuck is going down there? Great point. But wait, but I was looking and I was like, there better not be no black people down there. And sure enough, <laughs> there was one with her sick kid. And I'm like, do you not understand that we are the first to die in, in these horrible and you know, scary movies? It's like, what would make you go down this road with this dude with this mullet, this gun? And they're talking about tigers roaming freely. Yeah. Was and crazy. you going to go down there? Like, it's crazy that show is like the most talked about thing when the COVID started. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. all like real stuff happened in the world. Like, yeah, like real, real crazy shit. But this was like the main thing. Shit, like the timing, like it was. Yeah, it, it was hit so at the real. top. It, it, it's like an know. SNL skit in real life almost. That, that, they you know? were bananas. Mm -hmm. yeah. This guy with his songs and because oh, like yeah, that's right. his commercials, it just, everything. And, and he was He's in jail. <sighs> but I was sitting there the whole time and I was like, well, this dude is gay, right? And, you know, because it's like, it wasn't making sense to me. His mm -hmm. story wasn't making sense to me. Yeah. And then it came out, like he did say, and then he had like a young lover dude and da da da. And I'm just like, wait, this is happening in Oklahoma? Like, I, where are you people at? Like, this is bananas. <laughs> so it was me. almost like an underground kind of world. Yeah, like, it was scene. a whole under, yeah. like how they were doing all this craziness in the and tigers. Away with it and too. Just, and yeah. there's a bunch like that supposedly too. Terrible. Like, yeah, I think they shut I a mean, bunch down since the show too. Yeah. I think I think it brought light on the insanity, but also for like saving the animals. I think a lot yeah, of animals got saved I mean, from that. that. That's one thing that needed to be done immediately. It really did. Yeah, I mean they have no. There's no reason why these people should have animals. Mm -mm. No, at all. Mm -mm. You know? No, not at all. I mean it's just it's just scary. It's like, <laughs> it was it was the most talked about shit though. Remember when this shit first kicked off? It's like. At least we got the Tiger King on lockdown. That's like a well, I mean, it's like, yeah, because when, when you thought it was just going to be a little, a little, yeah, I was like, oh, this will be over in a month. Yeah, I yeah, watch just, this craziness and it's like. But it was massive. I want the guy still in jail. Who freaking knows, man? That was crazy. That was yeah. one of those crazy reality things I've ever seen. Yeah, because besides it was still our existing. real reality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, like, oh gosh. Well, I think we covered a lot of your life today, Yolanda Ross. Yeah, yeah, more than yeah. No, I think we talked about a lot. We covered um, awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I appreciate. I'm really happy for you, like seeing your journey and knowing you as my boss. Be um, quiet. One Yo, of my best I... bosses I ever had. <laughs> one of the last real jobs I ever had. 
I worked some shit since then, but um, that was just like a fun group of people and diverse and the music we played and all that. Just like all of it. And it's before we started really doing what we're doing now. And like here we are now doing the stuff that we love. We're really lucky. And you know, John Fuentes, uh, he does stuff at schools. He's his rap yeah. career, all that stuff. It's what up, Danica and Christine and Nika. Bonnie. <laughs> Bonnie. Um, I can't believe Isaac worked there. That's crazy. That's yeah, he totally that. did. Yes. He totally did. Um, but yeah, you, you, one of my questions I'm going to know the answer to, you, you're a pretty positive person, but you said you're a realist, but but you focused on everything your whole life and it's awesome to get where you want to go, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you put your, the juju out there is what I'm doing, you know? Yes. You know, yes. All, all in the back of Daryl and he has no idea <laughs> until you met him. <laughs> That's my favorite takeaway from this whole thing. That's, that, and that's when I had to take Stella out, and I missed. The oh yeah, well, the, well, the, well, the Daryl from. I was like, wait a minute, I gotta hear this. No, the Daryl oh. from Holland Knows was yeah. like, oh yeah, you were here. It was her dream. To, I, like, I missed, like, he inspired. The big he portion. inspired her to go. She wanted to meet him and fucking. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna listen to the podcast. I'm just saying though, <laughs> but that was so out of left field, and you never talked about that before. No. Sick, wow, man. I'm so happy that Daryl's like the number one subscriber to this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's so happy. You got to get on Daryl's house. That would be amazing. What is that? Is it a show? Yeah, he's got a whole show. Like oh, He's got I a whole show where this. people go up to his, well, it used to be his actual house, and they would just come up and just play live. Mm-hmm. I, uh, house up somewhere. <laughs> but no, but, but he now has um, a club upstate. I think it's like Pauling. New York, and you know it's, sure, it's set awesome. up to look like the same thing, and people come up and they play. That's cool. Yeah, amazing. I'd love to be. I'd love to go there. I would love to see you on there. Okay, we'll make it happen. Tell you, man. Tell you, <laughs> tell Daryl. Daryl <laughs> is Daryl on Instagram? Are the Holland Oats on Instagram? I don't, I don't even know. know. That's a good yeah, question. they. He's got his. We're gonna own track thing. these guys down, man. This I know, is right? Cool. I want you on there. I love you on there. I want you guys because he does like everybody's music. Yeah, you know, and it's like they cover a couple of stuff, whoever the guest songs yeah. are, and then some Holland Oats songs. You should be on there. I'll be down, and I'll sing with you. And my takeaway from this podcast <laughs> is: don't ever ever wear Adidas. Uh, cologne. Yeah. Don't sure. wear too heavy. Don't wear too heavy. <laughs> and follow your dreams and believe in yourself like Yolanda did and go to New York at 17 not knowing anybody uh, to do stuff in fashion and then all of a sudden she's an incredible <laughs> actress and she's um, killing it. And here she is now on The Chai which are my favorite ooh, ooh, shows. Ooh. I'd love that show if you weren't on there. It just so happens you're on there. You told me about the show. It's, everything about the show is amazing and you're killing amazing. it. Proud of you. Yo, um, thank you. You, yeah. you haven't aged a bit. No, Straight you up, either. Man. Just different hair colors. Thank you. Um, yeah. But thanks. Where can people find you on your, is it uh, Yolanda Creator on um, Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram, Yolanda Ross. And Yolanda has two O's, Y-O-L-O-N-D-A. Um, Yolanda Ross underscore creator. Um, creator. Facebook and Twitter and my website is just Twitter. Yolanda Ross. And do you have anything coming out besides the next season of The Chai? Um, Are you working on some things or are you writing stuff? Yeah. Like I'm working right now to get this financing in place for my features so that once we finish the next season, I can just, you know, go straight to that and direct. Now, as an actress, actor, (laughs) is is it known like for bands, like we do GoFundMe, people do that for different people. Would you ever do a GoFundMe for a project you're working on? Or does it feel weird doing that? It feels weird doing it. Okay, I'd Um, never do one. But it's also, that's a shitload of work. That's a lot of work. That's like a team of people. Okay. You know, and I... Because there's different tiers and yeah, you give me time and all that. You know, I need two million. (laughs) So... Mm. You know, if it, 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 I wish I could finance it myself. Well, 
I don't have Mel Gibson money. I don't. I know somebody that does have two million that probably would like to invest, and his name's Daryl. If he's <laughs> listening to, he's got extra Darryl, two. Daryl, just a, just two, just two. Um, one for each. And you hand. have his music and the sound, you know, like I can do that. I can do that. He can score. I can do that. Score it, yes. Oh and my he's god, so he scored the movie. He still makes music, right? Yeah. Course, they still tour on, and they sound amazing. Amazing, bro. So you listen amazing. to this podcast. If you don't know what the Chai <laughs> is or Daryl Hall and Oates is, you're fucked on this episode. I'm pretty much sure. <laughs> now, we cover a lot. Uh, Yolanda's journey. Thank you, Derek, for being here. Word. Uh, so good we go back. both of you. Yeah. Yeah, we all go back. We go back. back. It's we crazy, way man. Back. And here we are in LA in my kitchen during a pandemic. Um, our temperatures are good. Yep, our temperatures are good. Fantastic We're good. temperatures. Happy to be alive. Yes. Yeah. Thankful. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been an incredible uh, conversation. And um, this will be episode, who knows. But this is how many hours we speak? Two hours. That's great. Oh, shit, for real? Yeah. <laughs> that was a great flow. Is this the longest interview you've ever done, Yolanda? Yeah, it's the longest I've ever talked, period. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for being here, Yolanda. That was awesome. Thank I'm gonna sign you, off. Toby. Bye, y'all. Peace, y'all. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.